A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit WhalenBayMarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Welcome to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, sitting in with Captain Kirk Waltz. Good morning, sir. Wayne is spinning the hits. You here we are. Happy Saturday morning. Has anybody, heard from, has anybody yeah. heard from Logaman? I have not. I, I have not, not either. either. Yeah. I, um, okay. I think I texted with him this week. Well, obviously, we know he's in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Yeah. In Atlanta. Yeah. Hot Atlanta. Hot, I, I talked hot to Atlanta GA. Yeah. Captain Steve Mullen yesterday. We talked for the first time in a couple of days, and he said he invited Jeff out to fish this week one day and he couldn't go because i guess he had stuff going on yeah i think he went to some of the practices that, yeah. they, that they had in atlanta and stuff like that so well he studies i mean i gotta give him credit just one of these guys oh yeah he doesn't just sit in the studio he's no no no, no. When, you, when, when, when you listen to him because i love listening to him talk football because we bet. don't ever talk football no um, and people always ask me what does jeff say about the jaguars i'm like nothing nothing yeah, yeah I, it's I, like I, pulling pulling nails out of a board it is. he talks I mean, about sheep's head yeah exactly well, I, I get it I, I guess i get it you know it'd be like us you know going out to dinner with somebody and all they want to talk about is fishing you're going we fish all week long we'd rather talk about something else yeah i, I, so I guess I, you I, know, guess I, I guess i'm not that way i don't i don't mind you know um yeah. i love talk fishing i mean that's what we do you yeah, know but um but sometimes the the i'm not gonna say that but you know it's um it's, it's, sometimes the amount of text that we get Oh yeah, you know. I mean, it, but but it, you know what? I get it. I mean, if I fish on the weekend and I had my phone number, I mean, I'd text me too and say, "Hey, where they biting?" You know. I, I mean, I get to the point yeah. now. If Leon doesn't call me twice a week right now. I feel, oh, I get worried feel like about him. I'm, I'm worried something's wrong Absolutely. with him. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, get Kirk. a call. I, 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 Kirk. Hey, yeah. What's going on? I love, the Leon. I, I love Leon's phone calls. Um, I told you guys last year. I mean, I, I, it was I was like kind of unhealthy and, and and august was dragging on i'm like leon call me 6 30 every morning and give me the pep talk <laughs> yeah and he did you know hey, we yeah. got this baby yeah <laughs> we and, got this today's and, and, gonna be and, the day you know i'm sure you remember like, like this this time last year fishing was awful i mean there was no bait you know most of my trips were tarpon trips there was no bait no shrimp boats 
and it's like brutal. You know? what, what a difference in in this year and um, last year. I, I'll, I'll tell you, it's off the chain. It's it's Chris has probably been one of the greatest six week stretches of fishing I, I've I've ever seen here. Well, I've heard you talk about it on the forecast too. Yeah, that it's ridiculous. Just, it, it's sick. It, it, it's it's crazy. Um, it, it really is as as good as he's saying, folks. Yeah. I mean, it's just the offshore bite. You know, I, I haven't from, been offshore. That's what I'm saying. From yeah. like, I'm 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 saying once you get outside the jetties, yeah, from the beach, yeah, to 20 miles out, it's just incredible. I mean, I I have not gone past four mile. Scott and I were talking about this, Captain Scott Shake. I have not gone past four mile in two months. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I I, I most of everything that I do was within a mile of the beach, and it's and it's been phenomenal. Oh, I it's, mean. I mean, the water is gorgeous. Um, the problem with that is that the, the the bait started to wane off yesterday, and I hear it was tough out of Mayport. It was yesterday. They had to dig for it yesterday. Yep. Uh, Nassau Sound's been kind of a game changer, helping people out with the. That That's little... a long way to go to get bait, man. <sighs> Sometimes you got to do what oh, you got to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been totally spoiled. It's this been summer. a four week uh, run of just. The, the opportunity of getting bait's been so easy. Just go out of the inlet, drop the net, yeah. one and done. I mean, I talked to Steve yesterday, and I know he ran out Thursday. He said he turned the corner, went to the poles, looked up, saw two or three pops, flipped the net, filled both live wells yeah. with one cast. Yep. And he said, next thing you know, you're going to run it. You know, it's, but the bite has been, for King Mackerel, has been as good as I've seen it in years. Yeah, a lot of big fish, too. And big, giant Spanish I've been catching yeah, we, big that's the Spanish. Only thing that we don't have now. And there, were, there were some sales caught again this week. There was a sale caught on the beach at the captain's house. Sales have yeah. been all over Midport. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know. I know Richard Bloom had one day where they had three on three, yeah, and caught three. That's crazy. That is that's epic. Yeah, you know, and in the uh, Buck team Buck Rogers boats, talked to Chad yesterday, and his guys jumped a bunch of sales this week too, and had caught a bunch. Big Bill caught one the other day. Saw some really nice uh, pictures and video of one that he he pulled, and these these fish folks are close to the beach. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm talking sailfish yep. within five miles of the beach. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was one caught on the beach this week at the captain's house, at Crazy. forty feet of water. I mean, it, but if you look at the water, it's 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 as pretty as you'll ever see it. Leon called me, uh, you know, one day recently, and he called me actually three times. Because I was on a bite of fish, and we were catching we were catching four pounds Spanish mackerel, yeah, and catching zeros, which yep. I don't see a whole lot of, right. And we had one real nice zero, lost one, and he goes, Kirk, you got to come down here, twelve <laughs> feet of water, and I'm going, I appreciate that, but I'm on some fish right now, and he goes, man, they're just skying all behind the boat, man, <laughs> right here in the right here in the surf, and so I guess it was an hour and a half later, he called me back unbelievable yeah. they're still skying you know and tony benavito had called me on the radio and go kirk where's the fish and i said so where are you at and he goes i'm at the red tops i said you're right next to them yeah but you got to get up on the beach and he goes how close and i said these guys are telling me they're skying in 12 feet of water i said they're they're boinking outside of the the bait yeah. pods and that's really about true yeah i mean i had a friend of mine go yeah, out this I, week i mean i caught a lot of fish in 20 feet this week I had a friend of mine go out and go offshore, and I'm talking offshore four or five miles yeah. off the beach, get a bunch of kings. The weather came up. They ran in, hit the chum hole, put the rods back out again, and and popped two fish right there in the chum hole. Mm -hmm. 
You know? Oh, I don't. I, I, listen, uh, the the reports that I've gotten out of Fernandina, I've got friends up, up there fishing. Uh, Kenny Crawford, Jeff Stam. Mm-hmm. It's it's off the chain. That's I mean, they're, 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 you know, it's amazing, amazing bite of fish. And the interesting thing is in St. Augustine, most of the, if, if you want a kingfish, you got to stay on the beach or, or, or go somewhere really close because once you get further offshore, it's kind of slow, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, but I, I mean, I, I don't know how many fish I had on Monday uh, fishing with uh, Bill Kilgannon and uh, – it, it, if you had a bait out, you were getting a bite. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> and you just hand feeding them. Yeah, I mean, I love it when it's like yeah, that. I mean, literally, that is the coolest thing yeah, in the yeah, world. When you're putting it out and they're eating it, they just take it right out yeah, of your just hand. Take you're it right like, out of your hand. The worst um, thing I hate, yep. and I, I don't know about you, my right hand, I've got the numb thumb mm. from free spooling it out with the clicker on, with the light clicker right. on, and they hit it, and I'm going. Go, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. and i gotta put a little pressure on there before i can get the lever up uh-huh. and i'm like dad gum it yeah. and they're like what's wrong i said i just burned my thumb it, again you, you know you I, I i was stretching my elbow last night my wife's like what's wrong with you i'm like literally got kingfish I, elbow i got kingfish elbow <laughs> i do I, i'm from, from grabbing them you know and and you know when you know when you grab them they they, they shake Beat and the fire out and, and and i mean you know you grab i i have no idea 40 fish this week 50 fish you know, and I mean, I'm grabbing some big ones too, bro. I mean, I, I'll, I promise you, I caught 15 fish over 18 pounds this week. Most of those 22 to 25. Those are beautiful. You know, I mean, just just big fish. I had one fish that that, that I estimated at 40, um, and then and then two or three fish pushing 30. Those are hard you know? to hold on to. Oh yeah, you're trying to. Yeah, you know they have the big, a, the big ones are actually easier. Yeah, because they come up and lay sideways. Right, you know because I'm not gaffing them anyway. So it's I'll those let people, twenty pounders and eighteen pounders are where you where out. you out. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you want to try to get them back in the water, right. And you don't want to hurt them, and you want to try to get the hooks out of them, but you also have to take in consideration there's two treble hooks flopping around here, mm-hmm. and if they get a little too gimpy with me, I'll just reach over there with the wire cutters and just cut the wire as close as I can to their face. I do the same thing and just flip them. Yeah, but in in and as far as returning them back to the water and their survivability, you got to get them back in there quick. Yep. They're speed swimmers and they got to keep moving all the time to, mm-hmm. to breathe. And if you keep them out too long, it'll kill them. Yeah. So you want to grab them by the tail and the whole time you're holding them, they're doing the bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And you're going, I'll get home and I'll look at the side of my boat and go, well, uh, that, that's a 30 minute uh, wash yeah, job. Yeah, and only that, that's a good day right there. Scum yeah. all over the rail and I, I, scales. I, I, and I took the picture of that big fish with, with Corey. It's, it's on our Facebook page if you want to see it. And I, I, I literally was holding that fish in the water, and, and I got her, and I'm like, Corey, go, just go to the bow. You got wait for you, it. You, you wait for me. Go to the bow, stand there, and I and I told him, I said, you got five seconds, and and I mean, he went up there, and I said, all right, two hands out, hold her. I got all the pictures. They took two or three pictures, and poof, yep. let her go. Spear you know? her back I mean, in the she water. Was still, she was still dripping water. When yeah, we, she looks when like we she's pushing close to 35 pounds. She's a big fish. That's a stud. Yep. Big fish, so um, pretty fish. A lot of good quality fish. Um, tarpon are still around, biting. Yeah, it, and and that's been the most disappointing thing for St. Augustine. I've had some, I've had some reports south, mm-hmm. south, south. You know, between Hammock Dunes and and uh, Flagler. Oof, that's a poke. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. I mean, that's no, just, that's just you. you know, on a four or five hour trip, you're talking you know forty five minutes to an hour to run down there and can't do it. Well, and 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 to look. To be honest, 
it's too much gas. It really is. You know, I mean, you're 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 def- when you can turn the corner and go to the captain's house mm-hmm. and have the time of your life. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I we did have several days this week where I'm like, you know what, you guys tired of king fishing? Let's go look for a tarpon, and we would spend an hour, an hour and a half on the bait pods. Now, the the one thing that I will say is that the bait pods. I know it sounds crazy. We're, at least had sharks in them yeah. this week. Where we didn't even hardly have any sharks in them. I mean, as a matter of fact, Cap Scott lost his net this week. To sharks. Uh, yeah. He only let us know on on the VHF like twenty times for about. Hey guys, I don't have a net. Yeah, exactly. I don't have a net. Shark ate my net. Yeah. About oh yeah. Three hours. It cost me ninety dollars. They're all gonna die. Yeah. I heard all that for 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 four hours. Yeah. <laughs> Good gosh, man. <laughs> people, no. Yeah. People calling me on the phone going, dude, did he did he really lose a ninety dollar net? And I'm like, Yeah, he got eaten by sharks. Everybody chip in and get him a, yeah. a, a prescription to Xanax. No, I think he made like a two hundred dollar <laughs> tip. So uh, you know oh, he yeah, said it enough go. that that got, got through. Right. You know? You know what I mean? Yeah. So in but case is, you didn't know the net was ninety dollars. That's what he said on the radio, like like four or five times. Ninety dollars. It wasn't a fifty dollar net. It was a ninety. <laughs> but the other thing is, you know, our, our buddy, our, our buddy Tim Cutting is up in in uh, Saint Simon's Island, Jekyll Island area, and he runs charters out of there, and he lives up there now. And you and I have known him for years. Yes, we have. And he is up there just wearing out the bull reds, which tells me that the bulls are starting to push into the inlets. I haven't really fished for them at all yet. Yeah, you've I, been the ocean's been too pretty. It's been too pretty. Yep. There have been a couple times. I know um, Chip has fished for them a couple times. Mm-hmm. They are they are already moving into the river. Um, typically, August, the last big moon of August is when they come in to start spawn. So from now till. You know, we get any cold weather till the end of October, November. These giant reds are going to start pushing in the river. Yeah, I mean, it, and buddy, a, a live pogey pinned on the bottom, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. money. They'll eat the fire out I, of it. You I, know? I, I get it. I get it. It, it. We just don't have that. We don't. We, we have bull reds, but there's slots mixed in with them. Does right. that make sense? Oh, you know, yeah. We catch a lot of those thirty-two to thirty-sevens. We don't. I have fished with you plenty of times. Done mm-hmm. enough TV shows catching bull reds. And, you know, they're 40, 50 pounds. Right. You know, we don't we don't get those big bruisers yeah. in, in St. Augustine. Now, you, you and I did numerous years ago. We, we found a spot where they were. That was a most unusual place. It, it was a very them. unusual place. And that place is gone now. Incredible um, how all that shifts in there like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Weird. Yep. Really yep. weird. And it was uh, – that, that was that – I was still fun. remember that trip we took to Crescent Beach 20 years ago, me and you – had the day off, we took the bait casters down there, and we found those. You found those bull reds under those bait pods. Yes, off the beach. It was that day was epic. Yeah, yeah, and, and I know, I know, we've talked about this numerous times since then, but that just doesn't happen anymore. We're not like seeing them like that. Yeah, I mean, I can catch them in January, in February, in March off the beach, east of the pier, mm-hmm. in like thirty-five to forty feet yeah. of water. And you got to kind of chum for them, and you and you drift, and you look for the croakers and, 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 why, the, why, and the whiting. Why, why, why aren't they in those bait pods? I don't know. You know in the springtime anymore. I can remember ten or fifteen years well, ago, we would do that every. And we were booked for it. Yeah, every I mean, every as, as the fall would start to come in, and we'd go out yep. there in August. Those bait pods would be all boogered up. Yep. And we just go in there and catch bull reds mm-hmm. for two two and a half three I hours. I mean, and and there would be times when you would pull up to a bait pod. 
and you just see them. The mudding. Just, uh, you, you just, just. Swirling. Every, I mean, you, you, you remember uh, that that uh, video Jeremy had? Yeah. Uh, the drone video. Right. Of all those reds around the boat and stuff like that. And, and, and we, we had that. We had that for years and years. And then it just quit. Yeah, we're not seeing that. Mm-mm. I don't know. I did. I, I tell you what I did see this week for the first time in a long time. Giant school of those jacks offshore. Yeah, and I saw that too. I've seen the uh, the, the giant Jack Cravels. And I've actually seen some amberjack here in the last couple of weeks, too. I haven't caught an amberjack. But I haven't fished offshore. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. I haven't been anywhere where there would be an AJ. All right, I know we need to take a break. When we come back, we'll do a weather and the tides right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show with Captain Kirk Waltz. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. Be right back. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And uh, if you've got, um, you just bought a new boat, and let's say you got a lift or you're keeping it in dry storage and you need to do something with a trailer and your neighbors are not happy with you, stack them storage. They'll come get your trailer, put it in dry storage, five-point inspection. Here, here, here's the cool thing. Your first month is a buck, a dollar. Okay, and there's there, there, there's no long-term contracts. If you go to stackmstorage.com, they'll 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 take care of your boat trailer for you. That's pretty sweet. So, yeah, I've got neighbors uh-huh. uh, who are they're gearing up to buy a boat, so I'm definitely going to be telling them, hey, hey, because <laughs> I don't want to see their trailers. <laughs> I, I get it. You know, I mean, there's 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 um there's certain ways that that that, that it can be done classy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. But to, to, to have just to have your stuff stuck out front and yeah, you know, well, yeah, I don't it, know where else they'd put it. Right. So that's why I know exactly where they need to put it. Right. And that's Steckham storage. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do a, a weather brought to you by the Bearded Pig, best barbecue around. Yeah, a lot of southeast breeze here lately. They've been smelling a lot of bearded pig at my house. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. It's like God, it's like it's like torturous. Uh, I go outside to work in the yard or piddle with the boat or piddle with the truck and it's like shoot your bow. I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. You gotta be kidding me. Okay, my wife will go, Who's smoking meat? And yep. I go, It's a bearded pig, huh? It's a bearded pig. It's coming straight back. That's a beautiful thing. Come eat the pork. Today's southwest winds five to ten. Uh, winds becoming northeast mid-morning, then east this afternoon, seas around two feet. Tonight, south winds five to ten, seas two feet. Tomorrow, east winds five to ten, seas around two feet. Unreal. Yeah. Monday, southeast winds five to ten, seas around two feet. Tuesday, south winds five to ten, seas around two feet. Wednesday, south winds ten to fifteen, two to three. And then Wednesday night, they're still called, and that's a long way out. Uh, but that when, is the most incredible two weeks stretch. This will be three weeks yep. now of beautiful weather we've had here Unbelievable. For, for fishing offshore. Yeah, I mean, beautiful. The, the 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 crazy thing that that we've had, Kirk, is we've had enough of a of an onshore flow mm-hmm. at, at times just to keep the water beautiful on the beach. It's you know it's, what I mean. It's unreal. Yeah, I I, I mean I I keep going out every day. Looking at it, going, there's no way this is going to continue. There's, and it and it did every day, it, it, you know. It, it it was that way last week and the week before that. It's fantastic. It is. Yep. It's just gorgeous. I mean, for fishing, 
anywhere around the ocean, close to the ocean, or just going to the beach, mm -hmm. it's been phenomenal. Yep. Uh, Tide's brought to you by Angie Subs right there on Beach Boulevard at the corner of Penman. And, folks, it's not just any kind of sub shop. You know, I'm on a healthy food kick. Mm -hmm. And Ed Malin has put together some of the nicest salads. So if your wife's on a health food kit, you're on a health food kit like I am, mm -hmm. you want a great salad with a scoop of chicken salad, a scoop of tuna fish on there, or some of his smoked turkey, which, you know, Jeff's famous for his turkey Absolutely. Sandwich. He loves his turkey sandwich. I mean, go in there and get a healthy day. alternative. Mm -hmm. You don't have to get French fries and, and a Peruvian like Jeff does every time you go in there. I don't go in there and get something that. different. I don't know either. I don't know, dude. It ain't fair. Uh, no, it's not. But anyway, the tides are pretty cool for the week. You got the high tides at 8:49 a.m. this morning, a low tide at 2:57 p.m. I kind of like these tides. I like a high outgoing because you got that clean water in the mm -hmm. inlet, and then having it washing out as the as the day moves on. And by about 10, uh, 12, one o'clock, you're done anyway. The heat, with the heat getting up so hot, so it's a good time to go fishing this week early in the morning, catch it and yep. be done with it, and also. That high tide like that with the high out going, those tarpon have been staging around the inlet on both rock piles. I mean, I pulled through there the other day and looked up Ooh. and saw three or four tarpon fighting over bait at the tip of the South Rocks. Oh, that's so nice. I mean, it was we, like, God, yeah. look at that. I you know? Know. We just have, we have not, like I said, that there, we've had we've had some great reports way south or way north, including Mayport. Mm -hmm. But kind of in between, I I, I even. Um, one day this week, it was it was so beautiful. We caught our kingfish, and I said, y'all want to go look for a tarpon? And um, I was with uh, Glenn Smith. You know Glenn. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and uh, so we were we were basically fishing around the picnic tables, which is just north of the inlet, mm -hmm. St. Augustine Inlet. And I said, you know what? Let's run all the way down to the desert. Beautiful ocean. Right. You know? I said, maybe we'll find that rogue school. Mm -hmm. of, of bait, you know, you know what you picture in your mind, you oh, know, what I mean? yeah. and, and the water was, I, mean, I got in there, I tucked in there close because the, that beautiful water went all the way to the beach. And I, you know, I knew that there was bait at the inlet because right. we caught it there. So we picked up and we ran all the way to the desert and, uh, saw some pelicans on glass minnows, right. You know, but never, there was never I I any more pogies. Mm. So we turned around. And went all the way back to the inlet and fished the most beautiful pods that you could imagine. I mean, just those big purple Black pods ones. and those and, and that, that beautiful green water. And nothing uh, in them. Uh, it, there was, there, there, we did see a, a, a couple tarpon, but I mean, as many pods as there were, you, you would think they'd from. just be in there chewing, you know. Um, caught some sharks, which mm. was, you know, which is always, always fun, Heck you know. Yeah. But um, for the most part, it's, you know, kind of dead. I, I did get a report this morning already, though, from our good buddy Doug Wenzel, who is uh, he's fishing this morning. He said uh, they jumped a tarpon in 35 feet of water on glass meadow school. Wow! And and tarpon love glass meadows. Yeah, I mean they just they it, it's it, you know if you listen to Jeff's story uh, yeah, last about them week, slurping shrimp. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Yeah, um, they'll eat anything small. It doesn't have to be anything big. Yep. Yep. That's it, funny too. There's a lot of been a lot of good reports of tarpon inshore. Yes, uh, there I've has. been looking at a lot of pictures that uh, Chris Holloman mm -hmm. uh, has been posting up way up the river. And I don't know where Chris fishes downtown, wherever, but he's been jumping a lot of tarpon downtown, and and that tells me they're all the way up the river, right? 
in a bunch of different spots. So there's a lot, there's been a lot around the St. John's River and the mouth of the St. John's River. Yeah, Doug did say that he caught uh, he caught pogies in 20 feet off nice. of the pier, the St. Augustine Pier. Nice. So just if anybody's headed that way, there you go. There's your there's your bait report right there, <laughs> which any, which is which is a great report. Uh, doesn't get any better than that. No, because because yesterday I didn't fish yesterday. I fished Monday through Thursday, um, and I I talked to uh, neighbor Joe. Um, he caught he caught the biggest kingfish of his life yesterday. Nice. Um, he Joe a lot of times fishes by himself, mm-hmm. and uh, he likes to go out and catch a couple kingfish. He's always got neighbors or friends that, that that love to eat them and this that and the other but hey he, i like he, to eat them he, yeah he texts me and um he said uh, he said man i just caught the the biggest kingfish of my life and i went cool so he brought it home it was 52 inches wow and um weighed a little over 40 pounds <sighs> that's yeah. a good one that's a good one that's the one you put on the smoker right yeah. there <laughs> that's right Ice them down good and yep. smoke them yep. up. Yep, yep. So make some fish dip with that bad boy. Well, I got you guys some, some sweet some fish dip here this morning. Yes, you did. Yep, yep. Carrie took care of y'all. You're my favorite. Carrie's my favorite. Uh huh. Very nice. And, and then the Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week was salmon tidbits. And I, I don't know if you guys looked at the recipe or not, but anyway, she. God, I've been eating she, a lot of that lately too. Yeah. Salmon? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, she um, switched the salmon out for smoked kingfish. There you go. Yum. Yeah, I mean, you know, because it's obviously more readily available. True. You know, and it is outstanding. I mean. I love, the, I'm, and, you know, I've got a lot of people that, that I get in the boat, and it never fails. They always go, I'm, I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not a big fan. And I said, well, I'll tell you why you're not a big fan most of the time. You know why Travis Tabor tells me why they're not a big fan? Why is that? Because they can't cook. <laughs> That's a lot of it. But a lot of it is it's it's like any kind of animal that you harvest. I don't care if it's a deer or you mm-hmm. shoot a hog or you take a fish. Mm-hmm. If you don't take care of that properly before mm. you carve yeah. it up to eat it, right? guess what it's going to taste like? Gamey. Yeah. I mean, you see guys riding around on their four-wheelers with a deer for two hours showing everybody. I'm going. Yeah, it's going to taste great. You need to dress that out. Yeah. You need to pack that nice. Why? It's it's 80 degrees out here. Right. You know, the meat's spoiling. Yeah. I, and same thing with the fish. If you don't take kingfish, I mean, I take my fish box. When I fill it up with ice, I fill it all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. So the first fish that goes in there won't fit in there unless you poke it into the ice like a toothpick. Mm-hmm. And if you keep those fish totally iced down, if you take the small ones, and I think Jeff met, mentioned it last weekend, and make like a saltwater slurry mm-hmm. and ice those fish down. I always, I always like watching these kingfish tournaments for one. And I watched one yesterday from Morgan City. Okay. And I was re- really appreciative of how some of those guys treated their fish. They would, they would actually have a slurry in their boats. And when they caught those 20, 30, 40-pound fish, they were throwing them in the slurry, and you can always tell that they've been in a slurry. When they pull them out, they look like they came right out of the ocean. Right. You know, they have that pretty silver, opaque, mm-hmm. you know, f- that that different pinks and blues on them. And then you see the guy that pulls one out of the fish bag that's been laying on top of the ice with only the bottom of it's been touching the ice and the other, other parts of it, and it's all beat to crap, and it's got that gray look to it. If you take care of that fish when you catch it and ice it down real good, and you clean it, you'll notice a difference in just the the way the fillets come out. Yeah, they I come mean, out that's, real nice and pink, especially those fish under twenty pounds. Yes, 
Exactly. I mean, I'll cook those, and I know Leon called me last week and wanted to know how to fillet a, a kingfish. And did you give him a recipe? He said, "I don't like that one." <laughs> give me, yeah. Can you give me another one? I did, I, yeah, right. I I did give him an, I did give him another one, and and then Steve Mullen came up and helped him fillet it. Okay, but I always cut the tenderloins out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't take that cut of steak and then push the no oh, no 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 push yeah. it out with your thumb, the yeah. little scallop ball. Yeah, I, I don't. Do I fillet it just like I would a trout. Yeah, me too. I don't care if it's thirty pounds or it's ten pounds. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's you, you talk about taking care of uh, of your game and your fish, just that the other. I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons Carrie and I started processing all of our own deer meat. Yeah. Because Chris, whenever you pull up to a processor, mm-hmm. and there's 20 deer laying on the ground right you know and there's 10 of them hanging up and you put your name on this one first of all you don't know how long it's going to be till it gets skinned and then you don't have a you know you've picked out you know a nice little 70 80 pound doe that you want to process you don't know that that's your meat when you get it back yeah it's true i am not a big fan of that yeah and, and, and yeah i'm not i'm just like i mean after after doing that for I don't know, maybe a year, Carrie, uh, Carrie was like, look, we're going to start doing this ourselves. Well, it just yeah. tastes different. It does taste different. I mean, Fresh I, is always better. Yeah. Let me and tell so you whatever what. you do to yeah. keep it as fresh you know, as possible I mean, for and, as long as possible. And, 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 you know, just like what you're talking about with our deer meat, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll put it on ice and it makes a slush. That's right. And, and, and you, 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 you drain it down. And you put fresh ice on it. We do that for five to seven days at a time, mm-hmm. you know, and it and it makes that meat so much different. It you does. Know, you get rid of all of that blood, uh, and it's and, and then when you go to process it, it's totally different. You wouldn't do that with the food you brought home from the grocery store. Think about it. You yeah. wouldn't go home. Oh, I leave that on the counter for like a day and a half. Yeah, you wouldn't come home from Publix and leave <laughs> your chicken and your your beef and your lamb sitting on the counter for an hour, right? Before you put it in the refrigerator. Oh. No, no, no. I mean, you get home as fast as you can. Why would you, you do that? That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Why would you do it to the fish you caught in the ocean? Yeah, exactly. Do I need to put it in in the cold bag between the grocery store Absolutely. and home? Is that what I have to do? Yes. Why does my fish taste like crap? Well, there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we Carrie and I take an extra cooler with us whenever we go to Georgia, and she when she shops. I mean, it, it all goes. You know, nothing's going in the back seat that. It needs to be. I'm with her. Cold. You I know? do the same thing. Yeah. Six four one ten ten. If you want to give us a call right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, Captain Kirk Waltz. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. We'll be right back. I really like this guitar solo. It's this is one of the, my favorite songs that we play. Yeah, me to- too. Totally agree. So, but I have a comment. Uh huh. So Midland, Midland, Midland. Okay. You're familiar with them? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Country. I don't know. Group? Okay. Country group, yeah. They 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 redid this song. Oh really? Yeah. And I turned it up for, for Carrie. Yeah. When I what you know, we were going to Georgia or something like that. And she's like, This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's this song with Chris Isaac is so good. Oh yeah. I, I, oh, I would it's never perfect. even no. Attempt. You don't and, touch it. You and, just and, don't and, touch and, and it. Let's just say that Chris Isaac didn't do that song in Midland, came out with it first. You'd be like, eh, that's, it's okay. Yeah, right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But, but now you're like, 
you, you're Ugh. trying to compare it, and, and there yeah. is no comparison. I Agreed. Mean, yeah, 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 that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's it's one it's one of the one of the few songs that you can make a good argument for that's absolutely perfect. It's one in a million. That's right. It's one. I, I, it's, I, I, I agree with that. It's like some of the stuff that Stevie Ray Vaughan did. You know, for agreed with, with Jimi Hendrix. I mean, yep. Voodoo Child. Yeah, I like his version better than Jimmy's. I do too. Yep. And and I know there are some people cussing me out right now for that. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? Bring it. Yeah, that, I'm, right. I'm that's, that's, that's good. Let's go talk to Dale this morning. Morning, Dale. Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Good, buddy. We're doing all right. Uh, last week, uh, y'all were talking about. And I hate to go back a week. Uh, how much fun it is to sit in the boat and just be surrounded by fish. Uh, and I've done that, but to me, there's nothing more fun than sitting in a deer stand and looking in a food plot and seeing eight, ten deer, and knowing you're not going to kill any of them, just being surrounded by deer where I hunt. Uh, my rule is just me and my son get one wall hanger a year and two does. I haven't killed a wall hanger since 19, but uh, just a lot of fun to, to, to see those deer. Nothing, nothing gets me charged up more than that. Uh, but secondly, a, a question. Our daughter just bought a house and we'll close next month in the river. It's about a profile about six miles from Hastings. It's a little unincorporated town called Riverdale. Right. She's got a brand new dock and everything. You all know when the shrimp will start running at that part of the river? They should be yeah, starting to show. Be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the guys yeah. are already throwing nets from Ortega all the way down to Shands. Yeah, to yeah. Shands Bridge and starting to really get on them pretty good. Yeah, I mean they're keeping it they're keeping it pretty quiet. Um, but there's there, there's a, there's a ton of bait shrimp, uh, and from what I understand, they're they're obviously they're getting bigger, and there's there's definitely some some a few eaters in there. You know, you kind of have to weed through them, but they they should be running in that part of the river. Okay, because she she doesn't close next until next month, so I just need to know when I can go Wednesday and my boys can go next year. Well, guys, thanks a lot. I really enjoy your show. Thanks, right. buddy. Hey, thanks, Dale. We appreciate right. that. Ten four. All right, uh, Travis. Morning, Travis. Hey, Kevin. Hey, good morning, Kevin. Uh, me and my son, Brandon, have fished with you a couple of times. And uh, anyway, I just bought a boat and want to kind of get back into it myself. Uh-huh. Just want to get some suggestions. It's been 25 years since I've fished out in the intercoastal for reds and trout. Just wanted to get an idea of where some good spots are to go uh, to catch some reds and trout. Where where, where are you at? Jacksonville. Um, taking Sisters Creek. Uh, we can go pretty much anywhere okay. other than offshore. So right, what uh, and how big is the boat? It's a twenty foot, uh, not a craft, uh, not a star. Okay, yep. For, yeah, you very, can do just about anything you want to do yep. with that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, you're in a good spot, Sisters Creek. If you go north up towards uh, Fort George Inlet, I mean, yep. you, you've got. If you look at the charts, I mean, you've got Hannah Mills, you've got Clapboard Creek that connects with that. Then you've got. Um, you know, if you go further up, you got the mud hole, you got the, uh, um, what is it, Broward Creek. There are a bunch of different places in there, and a lot of it's just you're going to have to do some exploration. There's a lot of oyster bars in there, and yep. the best thing to do is try to start exploring when the tide is low. Yep, With low incoming tide. That's. Well, I'm not telling you that that's the best tide to fish, but that's the best tide to to start exploring because if you're right. going back in the creek and you get stuck, you know, no big deal. The tide's coming in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, Kirk, yeah. and, Kirk and I are adamant about keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. You know, um, quarter ounce jig heads and live shrimp, you know, hook through the tail. Yep. That's, that's 80% of what we do. Yep. And then we'll have 
two or three rods rigged with some type of a float, you know, okay. so, you, so you can float uh, in, in, in deeper holes or, or, or throw it around oyster bars. Um, and that's really, honestly, that's, that's what we carry, Travis. We're, we don't, you know, when we're inshore fishing, we'll have five or six rods hooked up with, with jig heads and, and, and two or three hooked up with, with floats. Floats. Yeah. And then sometimes we even try like just a hook with a split shot. Absolutely. About four or five inches above that. Think about fishing in a okay. pond and fishing, you know, going light and simple. Um, so let me ask you a question. I was on the jig heads. You're talking about like a little redhead jig head with a, a little uh, jig head with a piece of shrimp on it? I tell you what we use a lot of is we use what we call a sheep's head jig, which is okay. it almost looks like a teardrop. But the way the jig is made and formed, when it hits the bottom, the hook barb oyst points up. Right. A lot of the jig heads that you can buy nowadays, man's, different type, different styles, they're more for putting jerk baits on and throwing out and reel it in. Okay. Th those jig heads, when you throw them out, they'll turn over on their side. And what happens is that barb or the, the J or the hook will get caught in the mm -hmm. rocks or the oysters. Those, yeah, those, okay. little, those little short shank sheephead jigs that we're talking about are as big as from the tip of your thumb to the first knuckle on your on your yep. finger. And, and and for the most part, um, yep. they're they're not colored. No, you know, there's 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 it, just the it's just a lead head. If you go to a strike zone, yep. you can buy like fifty at a time, right? Because okay. you're gonna you're gonna lose some, and if you're not losing a few, you're not fishing yeah, tight you're not, enough. Yeah, you're not fishing the right spot. Yeah, I was the old time schooler where you fish with a float rig, you know, with a little cigar float and let it just drift right down so, by the shore. Hey, listen, see, we I, don't we don't use those. Those are too big. Yeah, yeah, but I I'm an advocate for float fishing. I love to watch a float go down. Oh, oh me too. Well, a few times you and I fish, Kevin. That's what we use, and I I love that. I mean, that's just yeah. That's it was what I was raised on. So um, anyway, I just was looking to get back into it. Normally, I would fish. Between buoys seventy five and fifty nine, which is all those little feeder creeks, right. and I knew every drop in there. But it's been twenty five years, so You'd is that a hot? It, it ain't changed. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you should go back in there and poke around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I love you thinking about because uh, next week the tide's going to be where I can probably explore in the morning to see where the low tide is mm -hmm. to kind of get the lay of the you know the inlets uh, before the tide comes back in. So that's probably a good idea, but. Anyway, and best place to get uh, live shrimp is probably Browns Creek, I guess. You can get them at Browns Creek. You can get them at, uh, I think, Arlington Bait and Tackle still have them. You can get them at B&M. Okay. Yep. Very good. So you should be all right. Clapboard Creek. Okay. Great, guys. Thanks for the feedback. I appreciate no, it. No problem. Have fun, Travis. Yeah, man. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. Yeah, the biggest thing, too, you got to remember this time of year, too, the water offshore on the beach is 85 mm -hmm. so that water in the river is almost 90 degrees and that warm water is going to cultivate a lot of small mangrove snapper small pinfish a lot of what we call pecky fish mm -hmm. and so you're gonna to have to poke so, around so for us as charter captains on a four-hour trip we're buying 12 13 dozen baits you better you're, you're just losing them you're you're better yeah you know if you get into a school of mangoes they're like God, they're like piranha. They are. They're terrible. They'll just chew it up. They <laughs> you just, just sit there and count the dollars. And you're like, God, he lost another one. You think? Yeah, it's when they start, when there. three guys start losing a shrimp a cast, oh. you got to move. Oh yeah, you, you got to move because you're or you know, pinch them in half. Yeah, or pinch know? them in half. Yeah, but the other thing or, too, or you could, the other thing you could do too is go to a fish bites. 
Right. You know, um, that it, it, bankruptcy will eat that just as fast as they will a live ship, and they can't get it off the hook. And, and it carry saves a, you a lot of money. And carry a small, like a five-foot cash net, because mm-hmm. there are schools of uh, finger mullets starting to move around. The little guys. The little small ones. Yeah, those little, knuckle. Uh, yeah, those little three-inchers. Yeah, those things are money. Man, if you get a load of those, sun. Yeah. Uh, flounder, reds, trout, anything will eat that. Yep, yep, yep. yep. They, um, and those mangoes will eat the, those the, things, the, too. The early morning, early, early morning, top water trout bite has been really good this week. Has it really? I, I've talked to probably three or four guys that, that did it, mm-hmm. and they said it was – I mean, they caught some big fish, some nice. really big fish. So, But you got to remember mm-hmm. that beautiful green water – has pushed up in, into St. Augustine's Inlet. I mean, wow. it's, it looks like the Keys in there, man. You can see that sand bottom and stuff. I mean, so those fish are, they love that stuff. I think we're finally starting to see some some water clarity change and some water, uh, uh, you know, improvement now that the dredging operations are gone. Yeah. I think that's made a big difference. It took a while, and I think that ended in May, and what we are in the end of August. Yeah. It's finally starting to. Uh, have some effect now that's that's cool Six four one, ten ten. if you want to give us a call right here on nimnik buick gmc outdoor show captain kirk waltz i'm captain kevin favor y'all give us a call be right back so at, at uh, coastal equipment which kirk knows very well two locations one jacksonville one in mcclinney yep any of your kubota needs uh, Land Pride, which is which is attachments um, for your tractor, bush hog, whatever, and then all your steel power equipment, pole saw, and then gravely zero turns. Hey, food anyway, pots need to be plowed. I, I, if you don't have a good set of harrows, oh yeah, go up exactly. there and see them boys. They'll take care of you. Yep, yep, yep. All right, let's uh, let's go talk to Kevin this morning. Morning, Kevin. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Good, fantastic. Uh, listen, I was uh, I was wanting to uh, get your feedback. Um, I've got uh, two young stepsons, eight and eleven. Um, I've brought them down here to the Virgin Islands to do some little inshore fishing, and uh, we just went to Captiva and did the, you know, that that cork fishing, which was completely odd for me growing up in Jacksonville, and of course living down in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, they live right across the street from the St. John's River, so I was looking for like maybe like someone like a training class for them, something like that, where they can learn how to do their own hooks and fishing, you know, off the docks in the river or in the intercoastal, or you know, you know, when we're doing inshore stuff, you know, things they like ever, that. Do and they ever go over on the beach and fish from the beach? They they have not done surf fishing yet. Uh, I'm going to buy them. Well, I probably need to get a sturdier rod. And the, First thing I was thinking was just getting them, you know, moderately, you know, mid-range, like ugly stick and reel, like a pin yeah, reel yeah, and let, an ugly stick. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me make make a suggestion just on the the, the surf fishing part of it. Um, get out of your mind this thirteen foot rod with a big spinning reel. Yeah. With a you know big stake in the ground and sitting there watching it. Yeah. If it just light tackle. Uh, uh, literally a, a seven foot rod, just an in, uh, what you would picture an inshore rod mm-hmm. with just a, a little fish finder rig, just like we talked about earlier. You know, keep it simple. Uh, fish finder rig. You could even throw a jig head in in the in, in, in the surf if you wanted to. 
but you you don't need all this big equipment to go surf fishing. Um, all, all you need is something to, to get right behind the breakers, and you're going to catch all the fish you want. And I'm not saying you're going to, you know, catch all these reds, but they're going to catch fish. If you throw a fresh piece of shrimp with a little fish finder rig in the surf, they're they're going to catch fish. And the big thing for kids that age, they want to bend a rod. That's right. They they want right. to catch they the. Just want- well, yep. they 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 crush the speckles down in Captiva Island. I yeah. mean, Good spot between the the speckle, yeah, the speckles and the and the mangrove, which I didn't know down that far. You you, you everything is catch and release except for mangroves and speckles. Yeah, it's closed. Right? Yeah, they, yeah, they've had like such bad red tide, and it killed right. off the fisheries. So. I mean, but the snook down there were crazy. Everything, but that's they good just stuff. they fell in love. Oh, that's awesome. Well, and the thing is, yeah. if you saw a lot of those guides down there, they keep it like we were talking about a little while ago. Pretty simple, stupid. I mean, people get in our boats and they go, "All right, you know, you know," they go, "Yeah, what can we do to help you?" And I go, "Hand me my tackle box." Right. <laughs> and they go, "What?" And I, I said, "That little tray." And I said, "Yeah, the little tray." And they go, "That's it." I said, that's all we need. That's right. And they look in there and they go, there's not a whole lot in there. And I said, that's all we need, yep. brother. I said, and basically we, we try to keep it simple for, for the reason is that you don't need a lot of tackle to catch fish. You can use a little one ounce uh, to two ounce egg sinker, have some swivels, well, just some. Just a, just a little jig head out in the current when, when the tides are turning it, for it, the specks and, exactly. and the yellow mouth. Yep. Yeah. I mean done yep. all that and you know i mean they're not they're not quite size enough to go out and catch wahoo and mai yet so we when they're when they're here in the virgin islands we we just keep it inshore and you know a little strawberry grouper and stuff but like that's that that's awesome you know? that's all they need to be catching yeah. you know it's just like deer hunting you don't want to take a kid to the midwest and let him kill a huge buck on his first buck. He looked start. Yeah, then he's going to ruin him. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, when you're you expect that every time. That's right. When you're, well, eight, you're not 12 years old, I mean, I mean, you're 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 you should be happy catching pinfish and, and small jacks and whiting and stuff like that. You know, I mean, you got to get them, got to get them to be a part of it. Well, and that's the biggest thing you want to you want them to learn in stages because it's better for their productivity as they get older or they get more developed into fishing to to start out small and work their way up and they'll they'll learn that if you take some of these small fish and if i take this small fish and and here's a perfect example kevin taught me this a couple years ago we were out one day trying to catch reds and i'm using whole finger mullet and kevin goes cut the bellies out Mm -hmm. they're not eating the whole mullet and i was like what and he goes i'm cutting the bellies out of these fish in the liver and i was like i'll be john brown so (laughs) i've started putting little strips on there Sometimes you've got to learn that from other people or learn it from trial and error to figure out, well, how am I going to gravitate from catching pinfish to something a little bit bigger? Well, the pinfish might end up being the bait. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you keep Yeah, it, yeah. No, I mean, you keep catch a little pinfish that's moving around and uh, throw them in the live well. Well, throw them in the live well or, you know, teach them how to throw Just a little four, four-foot cast net. Mm-hmm. So if a school of small pinky finger mullet move through, throw that cast net and, and catch some of those and throw those in the bucket and use them for bait. Go from the shrimp to the finger mullet. Try mm-hmm. matching the hatch. Whatever's swimming around, try to feed them that. And and always provide enough adequate tackle that they're going to lose some. They're going to lose sinkers. Oh, they're going to lose jigs. They're going to lose hooks. But that's part of the game. You know, If you're not fishing near snags and, and structure and losing a little bit of tackle – 
you're probably not going to catch you're a whole lot. Right. But no, you're not. Right. Yeah. Well, good good luck. You keep us updated, Kevin. Okay. And uh, do you, do you have uh, anybody that uh, I should refer them to? Like, no. Nope. I was thinking nope. about it for Christmas, just to. You know what you ought to, how to tie. You ought to you ought to get in touch with Noel Coon. He teaches classes on surf fishing and making rigs and tying hooks. Um, first coast, uh, first okay. coast surf fisherman. Yeah, first coast surf fishing. I got his phone number right here. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Um, yeah, if you if you wouldn't mind, I'll, I'll yeah, give him a call right after we hang up. Yep. It's nine four five zero six six zero. 0660. Yep. 9450660. I got him here. All right. Well, I Noel Coon, the surf guru. That's right. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, next time I'm in town, I'd like to hook up, well, when it, when it's better weather. Uh, yeah. Because when I'm going to be there, it's going to be December. But I'd like to hook up with hey. you guys. And, and yeah, yeah, de- December, Nothing wrong December, with December. December can be fantastic on pretty days. I mean, like really good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're living in Florida. The weather yeah. doesn't really get that skunky around yeah. here. We yeah. fish 12 months no, out of the year. No, I, I would, if it's well, look, living... if it's nasty, Kevin, it's not worth it. But if it's a pretty day in December, you go, you you, <laughs> yeah. it's it, it can be good. All yeah. right, buddy, appreciate it. All right, thank you, man. Thanks, Kevin. Let's go talk, to... Captain Scott. Morning, buddy. Damn ninety dollar net. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's pretty bad, man. It happens. We've all been there, and we've all done it at least once. How? how but Scott, I got, I got, Scotty, how much I was the do... net? How much? Damn ninety dollar net. <laughs> high tide. I got a prelude. Oh yeah, high tide. Oh. Listen, I got a prelude there. Okay. Now listen, the worst thing in the world is first of all, guys, you know, thank goodness the bait has been incredible, at least out of St. Augustine. Right. The whole summer mm-hmm. for a change. Now I understand that we're gonna have a new issue now because the clean water moved in, so it sounds like the bait has vanished. But anyhow, with that being said, Kirk, when you pull up to a pokey pod and you're just, you know, the, oh, you know, the angels are singing, you go, okay, here we go. You don't even throw the net. You don't even open it because you know what's going to happen if you do. Right. That net didn't even make it a foot underwater, and I got a tug of war going on with three freaking sharks. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I get it pulled up to the side of the boat. One of them's hanging on it. I get him halfway flipped into the boat. Oh, I was going to. Beat that thing to death after he tore up my ninety dollar net. Not eighty dollar net, a ninety dollar net. Yeah, I, I I can one up you. I bought a brand new nine foot high tider, put it in a bucket. Oh, brand new. Brand new. No, this is brand new. I used it. I threw it twice, and I was so proud of myself. You know, I did the skin, mm-hmm. the uh, what is it, the water softener, and yep, yep. soaked yeah. it, and it was all. It was beautiful. Pitched it a couple times, caught bait with it, rinsed it out. Filled the live wells with bait, moved some of them around. I took the bucket with the net and put it on the back platform with about a third of water in that five-gallon bucket. Put the net on top of it, rolled the, the, the cord up and stuffed it in there. And in my haste, I took off. And it, was, oh it was a little bumpy. And I was going up the river because I was going bull red fishing. And I made the turn up the, the jetties and hit a couple pieces of chop. Got to the Navy base and looked back. It was gone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, it is bad. Yeah, I that, was yeah, like, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, I got one better yeah. than that. I don't <sighs> know if you guys remember this two years ago at a tournament. I took my old net out of the boat because Schulte gave me so much grief about 
my and old fluffy nasty net. Nasty net. Yeah. I put a brand new one and brand new one in the boat. First cast I catch 15 17 pogies. The next cast I load it up and the rope breaks oh. at the swivel. Oh. Yes, I do. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swam yeah, yeah, off yeah. with my net. Oh, yeah. brutal. No net in a boat. Brutal. In a tournament. I got 15 baits for all day. You're toast. Yeah. No. Oh. Oh. Swam off. No. I mean, you're, you're st- you can't borrow a net. It's against uh-huh. the rules. Oh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just, yeah. Uh, that's uh. bad. And you know what? Brutal. I kept the rope. I sent the picture to Betts. Hi, Tider. Told him the situation. They sent me a brand new net. No, that was good. Yeah, they did. They That's said, pretty cool. Hey, pretty as many cool. of those nets as we've sold for them over the years, you got that oh, right. they, they <laughs> can send us a new yeah. net, Scott. That's right. No doubt. Yeah. No but doubt. hey, real, real no quick, I, I, um, the stretch of fishing that in the last two or three weeks, uh, Kirk and I talked about it earlier. Your your opinion? And I, I, there's no words to say. Yeah. It's, I mean, incredible is an understatement. Yeah. It, it's 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 Unless been, you can it's say been it three times in a row. Yep. Amazing, you know. I mean, it's just, you know, when you can only troll two rods because you have a four-hour trip, yeah. and you go, "Damn, I'm going to limit out in an hour," you know. I mean, or, or you know, once once you catch two or three each, it's kind of like, okay, what else is there to do? Well, yeah. you know, we can maybe go offshore and look for a sailfish or something. But the grass has been so bad, um, it's been undoable to do that the last you know, eight or nine days. Yep. So, um, I mean, Kevin, what, last week or last week or tail end of the week before, there was two sales caught on the beach. Yeah, one exactly. Of and one of the cabins house. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There you sure know? was. It's, it's, it's so, been, it's mm. been an amazing bite of know? fish. All right, buddy, we, we got to take hey, a break. Real quick, real quick. Yep. We're here at Fish Bites all day today. Okay. Come and see us. All, all the vendors for Fish Bites are here. Um, Akuma, um, Florida, um, Florida, uh, let me fields, ask, let, let um, me ask you this. Um, are you doing yeah. a seminar? I am doing a seminar. What time? Um, from one to three and Chip Wingo's doing one from three to five. I'm doing offshore fishing and, um, Chip Brundage is here. The sinker guy, he's going to be doing a surf fishing seminar from 11 to one. Um, the shop is 20 to 40% off of everything oh, in the store. Nice. Um, on everything? All the vendors are here <laughs> on everything. Wow. All right, yep. but, and that's at the yep. Fish Bite store. We're all here. Yep. All right. And at the Fish Bites trading post. Ten We're four. here. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Bye. See ya. All right, don't go anywhere. We have an LV Hires gear tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Be right back. Welcome back to the Nimbic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. All right now, it's time for your LV Hires Gear Tip of the Week. And LV Hires, can, hey, look, if you own or operate like an unbranded convenience store, they can help you with your best purchasing decisions. By, In other words, like if you're a small store and they can add you in to all of their other clients so everybody gets a break on fuel. Got it? In today's world, you need that. <laughs> yeah. And if you have a, a big job site, you know, with caterpillar tractors and excavators and skid steers, and you need fuel, you need a tank there. They can do that, and they'll, they'll, they'll they take care of all your fuel needs. 
This week's LV Hires Gear Tip of the Week is? It's time, folks. I mean, inshore fishing season is right around the corner. It's going to be on top of us any day now. I mean, this, the offshore fishing, as good as it's going to get, it'll start to wane into September, and it's time to get your gear ready for that season itself. And what better thing to do than to buy your new spinning reels? Uh-huh. And you and I usually keep four or five of them in the boat. Yes, we do. And what? At least. I put 20-pound Power Pro on mine. Mm-hmm. And this is yep. the time of year to check them. Make sure that the gear that you had from last year, since you've been using your offshore stuff all summer long, make sure it's in good condition. If it's not, head on over to Strike Zone, buy yourself a couple of new reels. Yeah, the, the, those those new Shimano Stratics that we're using and stuff are amazing. They are great reels. Yes. I mean, the 4000 XGs, I love them. I've got a handful of those, and I love this white Power Pro. I'm a big advocate of white because I like to see where the line's going when people throw. Mm-hmm. And put a couple couple feet of uh, fluorocarbon tippet on there and put your jig head on there or whatever else you're using. But now's the time to do it. Yep. Don't That's wait till it starts getting really good to get your gear ready because then Strike Zone's going to be backed up and they won't be able to spool your reels for you. Good point. Now, do it's it now. It, it's, it's kind of like getting your bow tuned up. That's right. <laughs> Don't. Don't wait till well, it's kind of last minute already now. It's because it's right around the corner. Don't wait till the last minute. There's your LP Hires gear tip of the week. All right, Rick's in North Carolina, and he needs some some bait ideas. Morning, Rick. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, I'm uh, headed to the west branch of the I don't know some super secret river up here at four thousand feet, and it's sixty two degrees. It's beautiful up here. Oh yeah, are you up in the mountains? yeah, we're uh, north of Asheville. Okay. Uh, oh, beautiful so up there. About 30 minutes north there. Oh, God. It's unbelievable. So we're going to go chase some wild brook trout. And, uh, the wild, Broad River. Uh, rainbows today. Yeah, you're going to go up yep. in the Broad well, River. Yeah. yeah, I love it up there. Uh, we rented a house up there in Marshall uh, a couple of years ago, my son and I, and we went up there and spent a whole week up there. It is gorgeous up there. We're going to fish the western uh, branch of the pigeon. Okay. So look, sound like a little smaller. Uh, I got a little three-weight bamboo rod. So just had to get out of town for a while, man. It's too hot down there. Yeah. I, <laughs> look, listen, um, Mark Helmet <laughs> took me up to Cashier um, yep. a year ago. And Rick, I hadn't fly fished, and I have no idea. It had been years. And yeah. I cannot wait to go back. Yeah. I had so much fun. You know that we did we did a float yeah. trip the first day, and then the second day we fished private waters. Man, and it yep. was it was snowing, it was cold, and you know you had your insulated yeah. cover, you know waders on. Nice, it was awesome. Nice. I mean, it was so much fun. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, it is. It's so it's such a different type of fishing, but man, you just get all charged up, and you know, catching a, an eight inch brook trout is a wild brookie is a big to do up here. So. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. But hey, we got a flood tide coming next week, so uh, break out your fly rods. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be good too. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yep. Might 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 have a little. There's not much wind next week, but starting around Wednesday, there's a little onshore flow, so should should be good. Yeah, good. I think we have a five foot tide next Wednesday, so that'll hopefully light it yep. off. So. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right, y'all have a great day. All right, buddy. Thanks for the report. You got it. Bye. That is that is some fun fishing. It's totally, obviously, totally different than it is. It's than, a lot different than, than what we're you know, used to. And, and I'm, 
I'm not telling you that <clears throat> that you know the the kind of fly fishing that we were doing. It's not like you really had to know how to throw a, a fly rod. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean you, you you're using what they call indicators, right? Which is a cork. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, and you're just kind of you're just kind of flipping it out there, and, and and wherever the guide tells you to, just like what you know, you you and I are like throw right there to that oyster bar, let it bounce here, you know, you you throw the fly up, but but I mean literally, it's fifteen feet. Yeah, and they would they and they watch the cork. Yeah, and you watch the indicator when the cork budges or the uh, indicator it, it, budges. It, yeah. Set the hook. Set the hook exactly. Strip, it, strip, strip. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Strip, 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 strip. It, it was it was so much fun. Um, you know, we, we and it's 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 exactly what Rick was talking about. I caught a huge rainbow trout and and this that and the other, and I caught an eight inch native brook trout. Mm-hmm. And that that's what the guide was just. Uh, he was like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" And oh, it lights them up, man. <laughs> I'm They're like, like, "Oh my it, god!" It's 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 you know eight it's, inches. It's you're eight going. inches. I'm like, I'm holding it in my hand. I'm looking. It's beautiful fish. And you're going. That yeah. looks like a pogey, man. Yeah, it looks like so we sort of slow and yeah. Flip it back out there and see if something else will eat it. You know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. So we've we, we've had some um, things coming down the wire, Kirk. That need to let people. Um, be aware of. Be aware of exactly because it's not, it's not like, um, it's it's not like it's public news. We're kind of keeping it a little under the wraps, but uh, the 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 first thing is is they're they're talking about um, speed limits basically. Yeah. On the ocean from one to three miles, and it's pretty scary what they're talking about doing. Um, and, and, and it's, it's all about supposedly the whales. And then they're talking about shutting down large pieces of bottom on the East coast of Florida yeah, to fishermen period, like, like no fishing. Yeah. And I think that people are going to have to start going onto the NOAA website and getting involved with the South Atlantic fishery management council, which is the SAF. MC, um, and add that to their email list. Yeah. Because some of the management actions that they're proposing right now are overreaching in my opinion. Um, they're still challenging the, the scenario that there are too many discards with the red snapper for people bottom fishing offshore, even though I'm not seeing any dead catch, they're saying that there, there are a lot of fish that are dying. We're not seeing that. Um, they're talking about they're, they're, they're doing creel studies. If they're doing them out here, I must be blind as, as a bat because I fish out there all the time. You fish out there yeah. all the time. And we've got 20 other captains, both from St. Augustine to the Sea Islands of Georgia, and they're not seeing anybody out there fishing and checking the fishery out. But yet they're telling us that we're killing too many red snapper. And the epicenter of all this nonsense is Northeast Florida. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is the epicenter, folks. Right. And their proposal is to begin to study and come up with these creative workshop se- uh, seminars that they're talking about. And the stakeholder involved is going to be us. Mm-hmm. Our stake in this game is that they're going to tell us and you and your kids and your grandkids that you can't go out there and bottom fish at all. Period. Zip. 
zero zilch. Right. They're also proposing what Kevin's talking about is a speed limit of 10 miles per hour or less for boats from, I think, from 35, um, 35 up to um, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. 10 miles an hour. And that's going to put a big pinch on the boats like Robert Johnson runs out of uh, St. Sure. Augustine. Endless summer, all of them. Um, the, the, the party boats that run out of Mayport. Think, think about the kingfish boats. The kingfish boats that want to run offshore during the tournaments. Yep. Folks, this is this is all stemming in, in from what I understand about the the sport fisher hitting the, the, the whale last year, which is the first time in, in my forty some odd years of fishing out there that I've ever heard that mm-hmm. Me too. where a sport fisher has hit For a whale anybody. and killed it. And that's where this proposal's stemming from. Yep. That's the way I understand it. And talking to some of the biologists and some of the people that are they're involved with this whole scenario. We're going to have more details as, as we get further along here. I think that we're going to have to somehow form some kind of committee group and decide what we're going to do. And Lynch what, mob? No, I think we need to, we need to go to this to the point. Maybe, maybe we need to hire uh, an attorney mm-hmm. to fight this because – Folks, Agreed. if we don't if yep. we don't do something about it, they're going to close the fishery, and you're not going to be able to bottom fish out there for five or six months of that year, or or permanently. Um, I think that the proposal that they tried to do over on the Gulf Coast, there were a bunch of people that got together and they did. They hired an attorney and they fought it, and they did their own study and they found that there are more but, snapper in the Gulf of Mexico. Doesn't it seem like to you they just want to shut the fishery down? It, it they, does. They just they don't want boats out there. But I think that they did the same thing in the Gulf of Mexico, and this year right. they had a forty-five do, a forty-five day snapper fifty-seven. Uh, was it fifty-seven day yeah. snapper fishery? Yeah, which proves that that there are more fish out there. Um, the approach that I think they're taking this is is very one sided. They think that since we don't attend a lot of the meetings, from what I understand, um, well, there's that, a reason that, for that that we're not interested. No, the thing is that we're burned out. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, on our how own many, coin. How many, how many snapper meetings did you go to? Jekyll Island, Orlando, yeah. Charleston. You and I went to Washington, and, and, and D.C. Did it, did it do any good? And it just seems like we spend all our money. And look, we're, we're blue-collar workers. We only make so much amount uh, money a year. And it's, it's very difficult for us to have any quality time with our families, pay our bills, and go out of town to these meetings and spend two or three days arguing with the marine fisheries folks over – what what you think is is our right to use our resource, mm-hmm. and what they're trying to do is deny our, our right to use our resource. In, in my opinion, I think they want to try to to harvest these fish as as part of a catch share program, like they do in Alaska, and disallow the commercial charter fleet and the recreational sector and even the commercial fleet from harvesting these fish that are abundant out there. All right, and it's just let, it's ridiculous. Let's, let's take a break because I know we're going to have some opinions on this when we come back right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Had a, uh, an absolute blast on Thursday evening. I, I skipped the fishing forecast show and let Captain Scott Shank handle it. But I went to the Jumbo Shrimp game with all the boys from CNH Marine. I got invited too. I couldn't go. I, I, I bet it was a great time. Oh, oh we we uh, we 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 had a ball. It was. Um, I, I just want to thank Bob Matthews for inviting us. And uh, he's a good guy. Yeah, and and uh, folks, if you need anything done, 
bulkhead, docks, whatever, anything in your backyard. He's the man. CNH Marine can handle it. If you just go to uh, our website, outdoorshow.com, go to the homepage, click down, you'll see all of our sponsors. You can click on them right there. But, yeah, we had a great time. It's been a, been a long time since I've been to a baseball game. And I can promise you, Carrie and I will be back. Uh, it's a great, she, it's a great venue, great it, park. It's, it's it's fantastic. It was, you know, um, the, the the cool thing is, Chris is like, you know, I, I'll I will be honest with you. When I went to the concert at the St. Augustine Amphitheater mm-hmm. um, for a cocktail, nineteen dollars. Good grief! Nineteen dollars for a cocktail. Make you dry up quick, <laughs> you know. I'm drinking I mean, water. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But you go to well, the Jumbo Shrimp game. I mean, it's it, it's it's cheap. You know, it was it was. I mean, yeah. I'll take a cup of ice, please. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be four dollars. <laughs> yeah, four dollars. Yeah. Why don't you just put it in ice? my hand for a dime? Yeah, golly. So, so anyway, can I hold up was... my hand and just dump it in my hand? <laughs> I brought my own cup. All right, let's uh, let's go talk to Travis this morning. Morning, Travis. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are y'all doing? Today? Good. Good, good. I'm uh, halfway in between my two-hour ride to my still hunt club, and I wanted to uh, bring up something that y'all, I think y'all brought up uh, last week was the uh, the plot saver uh, right. for your food plot. Right. 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 The um, barrier. The uh, it this stuff works. If, if you can get it to stop raining for five minutes, it really, really works. Yeah, I've had uh, a lot of people tell the, me that they once they put that out, that's the little it's like a string or something, and you put it around the the food plot, and it keeps the deer out of there. That's right. It's uh, it's actually like a, a weaved uh, polymer, plastic, but it it's uh, it's kind of weaved, and that stuff gets in there and it sticks uh, real well. Whenever it dries up, it it uh, it works uh, fantastically. We use it uh, at uh, our family property and uh, just outside of Lake City. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we've and you're, you're actually talking about something that you're spraying on the food plot. No, yes, it's uh, it's actually uh, uh, it's called a uh, plot saver, and it is uh, it's got uh, petrucent whole egg solids, rosemary oil, and mint oil in it, and the deer don't like it. Oh, I was thinking it was like I a don't string. think I'd like it either. That yeah, sounds yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so the original plot saver was that that piece of tape. That right. you put around your your food plot, right? And you basically you sprayed it with kind of what you're talking about, you know. And they That's said right. if yep. you yep if you would spray it every ten days or so, it keeps the scent on the tape, and and ma- it, it keeps the I got it, it keeps the deer out of the food plot. Um, Absolutely. What Jeff, and what we- Jeff was talking about, long he was talking about the one that has electricity, you know. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 went around. But now, what you're talking about, I've never heard of. So, I, oh, it's, this stuff is is amazing. It's uh, it's concentrated, and you can get it on Amazon or uh, basically anything. If you just, if you type in plot saver, uh, you mix uh, 13 ounces uh, to one gallon, and me and my dad, we get a a big three gallon uh, sprayer, and uh, spray that thing on the, the lowest setting to where it puts a big fan spray out, and yep. it makes it real easy. And once your peas or your food plot gets up, you can actually uh, spray the plant itself uh, with it. And until you get ready to take it down and the deer uh, can eat on it, man, it, it really does work. What do you mean take so it down? Uh, uh, take the, the, 
the food plot fence down so that so the deer can get in there and, and forage and do their do their deal. You know, once once so, once so, the food so plot you're is saying you're, you're enough, saying you need the fence and the spray. Oh, I, I, absolutely. Okay. Yep. Now, does it come as like uh, a package? So you you get the fence with the spray. You you get you get the uh, you get the package. It's got a thousand foot of that polymer uh, flat so, weed tape. Yep. And all you basically need to do is get your fence post itself and and put that around it. But it's it's a a really good uh, thing if if like because once peas pop up out of the ground, the deer are going to kill them, and they. You know, yeah. you want at least that tape and that spray around there until those peas get up and uh, get up big enough to where they nip them at the bud and they can they can they sprout can, back they, out. They can but, sprout back out. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Travis, so, uh, thank, thank you, buddy. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, we appreciate too. that. Yeah, yeah thank yeah, you very no much. Problem. Look, I want to give my dad Harry a shout out. I know he's listening right now, and I love him a lot. Heck See yeah. y'all later. All right, man. Hey, we love him too. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we Absolutely. Heard, Harry. Love you, awesome. Harry. Love you, Harry. Yep. <laughs> he heard See you. y'all, fellas. Bye, right. buddy. Take care. Let's uh, let's go talk to Captain Bill Groves this morning. Wow, Captain Bill. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm firing frog hair split two ways. It Thank is, you, friend. It is so good to hear from you. Yeah, it's been a long time. Well. It is, but you hit uh, hit the nail on the head when y'all were talking about all these things they're trying to propose and everything. The bottom line is, it's all about greed. All these people are making money hand over fist and pushing, just like they did with the net ban. If you remember, mm-hmm. I was one of the big opponent, the big opponents against all this net ban and everything because. The general public does not understand how it works and how you make a net and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's all about people trying to take over your basic rights. And Agreed. somebody's making money out of it. And namely, it's these bureaucrats that set up there have never put a line in the water. Right. They have never understood what fishing is about. Correct. It's just like when they thought they've had the net band, you'd just be able to go chunk a thing in the water and you automatically catch a fish. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they figured out by now that that's not the case. They put a lot of people out of business unnecessarily. They could have regulated it in a better way than what they did. But money from Miami and that lower part of the state had all these Yankees. Pardon me, people, but I'm just telling it like it is. All these people moved down here from up north, and they want to change things like it is up there in Connecticut, New York, and all that. And they did it mm-hmm. because they had people that went to bat for what they believed. And if these people here, you see, when I did the study in Tallahassee on how many boats, watercraft versus commercial craft in the state of Florida, it was unreal, the difference in the numbers. Now you can't go anywhere that there's not a water conveyance in somebody's yard or backyard. Mm-hmm. So if these people that own these boats or these watercrafts don't get together and fight this bureaucratic off-the-wall stuff, you just as well take that boat and plant flowers in it. No, you're right, Bill. No. You hit a nail on the head, uh, uh, Chief. You, you know what? I, I, Bill, I'm going to tell you a real quick story. Um Three or four years ago, went to a little meeting in St. Augustine, and I'm not going to 
mention the organization, this, that, and the other. But I, I was just kind of curious, but I, I went to this meeting, and these folks didn't want to see boats from their beach houses anymore. Exactly. They 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 were they were they were they were proposing that they didn't want to see shrimp boats. They were completely against shrimp boats, and they didn't want to see recreational boats because it disturbed their scene. And 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 I will tell you what happened is a couple of commercial fishermen showed up at this meeting, and meeting was adjourned because it was it it, it got ugly. It got hot. It, it got it it got very heated. And I, I, but that's exactly what they were proposing to do was to shut down per, certain parts of the beach for boats. I mean, I'm not talking about pleasure boats. I'm, I'm talking about just plain old fishing boats. But they were really right. adamantly against shrimp boats. Let me give you an update on that. When we beach fished, we made a living certain times of the year. We shrimp a certain months out of the year. We beach fish certain times of the year. We gill net certain times of the year. And every person that lived on that ocean would call the police and everything else. Say that's our property. Well, guess what? They found out that it wasn't, and they would come down there. There were some of them that were absolutely phenomenal. We'd offer them take as many fish as you want. Right. And they were very thankful. But over 80% of the people that had a house, and you know I lived on the ocean for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. On the Tim Beach. And you would be surprised the number of people that come out there that say, that's my property. Get off my property. And when you come in shore and catch pogies, some of them guys would come out there yelling and threatening you and even taking down Weapons, that's, that's, rifles, that's, and shotguns, and shooting them in the air, telling you to get off their property. Yeah, that still that happens. Been over forty years ago. Yep, yep, yep. What happened to Steve Mullen? Yeah, uh, this year, or was it last year when the guy with, with the kayak or whatever came in there and said, "You can't, you can't be in here." Yeah, I, I mean, I had a guy, a lifeguard, swim out to me <laughs> and tell me that I can't be fishing bait pots. I'm like you. You you need to swim back in before you get eaten by a shark. <laughs> right, yeah, you don't even know. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. I always so, like when they say we're going to call the FWC. I got, I got them on speed dial. You want me to call them for right. you? I'll call them right now. Put them on speaker, and you can talk to them. We'll talk to them together. You know. Well, the thing about it is, I know y'all are trying to make a living with your sponsors and everything, and I appreciate that. It's the first time, and I even knew you guys had a show. I turned some crabs in. That I didn't use yesterday for the first time in three years. I went fishing. I went down the street and turned in the crabs to him instead of letting them die. Let him make money off of them instead of just throwing them in the trash. There you go. He's the one who told me about your show. And I had just turned it on whenever you were talking about all these lobbyists and everything. Well, you. you if, you, if the public will just think about mm-hmm. you're. They say, well, there ain't nothing I can do about it. Well, guess what? If you vote for whatever it is, your vote counts and cancels out the other clown's vote that you don't like. But if you don't have the the ability to get off your butt and attend these meetings and cast your vote, speak up. 
That's right. Absolutely. You're going to be out in the cold, and you're going to be growing flowers in these damn boots. You're right, Bill. You're right. Bill, we got we got to take a break. It, it is so good to hear from you. It is. All right. God bless you guys, and have That's a great right. one. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too, Chief. Yep. Thank you. Yep, yep. Wow. Captain Bill Groves, one Captain of the Bill old Groves. tarpon yep. fishermen. Old school, who I grew up with. Uh, just a fantastic John person. Campbell. Yep. Wimpy Sutton, those Mike guys. Scanlon. Yeah, I mean those those yep. guys were the tarpon kings. All right, let's take a break. Lawson, on hang the, on, we'll Nimnick. be right back. Yeah, that's right. Don't go anywhere, Lawson. Right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, and uh, this segment's brought to you by my good buddies at Circle K. Went there uh, three times this week. You know, it's so cool. Like, if we talk about this, it, it, when you when you're sitting there getting gas and you're like you're spending all that money, and if you want a cold beer, they got the coldest beer. But at least they're a sponsor. <laughs> 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 you know? Yeah, it makes you it makes you feel better. And, and the, I, I'll tell you, the one I go to, the the, the employees, uh, just the, the the nicest people. They're always in a good mood. You know, I always hate it. Are you having a good day? Uh, no, I won't have a good day. It's like two hours. You know, people talk about when they're getting right. off work. You know, yeah. no. If they if they answer it, you, enjoy at all. your day. Yeah. Even if you're working, yeah. enjoy yeah. your day. And they, right. they 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 certainly seem to be doing that at Circle. I K. stopped into a Circle K uh, on Thursday. I had gotten a haircut, and there's a Circle K close to my barber, and and I, I came in, and it was cool because it's so stinking clean, right? And well maintained and well stocked. Mm-hmm. It's just like a cut above. Uh, I, maybe uh, maybe the K is for cut. Could, could cut be. above. Yeah, cut above. All right, let's go talk to Lawson this morning. Good morning, Lawson. Good morning, Captain. How y'all doing? Good. Doing good. Hey, Chris, you hit that on the uh, head. We call it, still call it the kangaroo, but they uh, are the cleanest you bet. and nicest people. They keep their restrooms, the drink machines they're always biting and that means a lot to people they make you feel good when yeah. you come in I, we use the ones up here in nassau but they are the nicest cleanest and people there is but uh it's hard to follow captain bill because he broke the ice for me on everything i wanted to kind of talk about okay i commercial fish i'm a captain and i sport fished all my life and um the people that didn't understand and they went against commercial fishing. This started when we used to go shrimp down past to the Shands bridge, you know, drag the nets. Right. Right. And I started with daddy in 68 when he got back from Vietnam, we pulled by hand and we shrimped all that area. And there was a lot more boats back then. And, People didn't live on waterfront. A, a lot more, a lot more shrimp boats, correct? Right. Yeah. Okay. Much yep. more river boats. Yeah, Everybody river had shrimpers. a life. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know, some of them stuck with it. That's how we ended up with the license. But you remember, I, I know you and Kurt will remember this. They shut down from, uh, I think, the Full of Warren, all the way down to the Shands Bridge, because the lawyers and doctors couldn't stand the boats out there dragging. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was their water. So they shut us down from that area, 
and then they started more. And, you know, for us to sell anything or do anything, we had to do trip tickets. So Noah knew everything, or South Atlantic and all, they know about what we turn in. Right. Because we couldn't sell nothing to a market. Now, I know there was a lot of underhand selling. Sport fishermen were doing the same thing for gas money. I mean, it, we, we brought wild-caught fish in and shrimp. Mm-hmm. We uh, gill-netted. Daddy bought, set me up, and I made money doing that during school. But <clears throat> they got greedy. The sport fishermen, I watched them hurt themselves by going against the commercial man because there were so few of us left. They went hard because they didn't want to see a net in the water. Uh, the gentleman that wrote Florida Sportsman, he was negative against the commercial yes. man because mm-hmm. he could take the numbers and compile them and show what we caught, but he didn't have what sport fishermen caught. And he put a big dent, and he didn't even want you eating. He wanted you to release everything. That was in his articles, eat imports. Well, that's the worst thing we can eat yeah, uh, because they're full of antibiotics and they're, they're not raised in wild, you know, flowing Correct. water. But <clears throat> they, they, they brought all these closures by trying to shut. They opened this big can of worms by going against a commercial man like Bill was talking about, Captain Bill, mm-hmm. is that you can't. If you start after one, you're going to open up the door for the sport fishermen. And you know as well as I do, how many boats do y'all see on the water that are sport fishing people than there is commercial now? Very few commercial men are yeah, in the dying breed. As a matter of fact, um, somebody asked me on the boat this week. They're like, man, we don't see red snapper on the menu anymore. And I'm like, well, nobody can catch them. <laughs> you know, and, and, and if, if, if you do see them on there, they're coming from the Gulf Coast. They're not coming off of our coast. And like the other people can sell red bass to Florida, but we can't sell them. Right. Now you can buy them from North Carolina, I think still, or Louisiana, Mm -hmm. but they've uh, brought a lot of this. The first thing they want to take a picture out of their hotel room or for their uh, menus is a shrimp boat out there dragging. Mm -hmm. Look, we, we serve wild Mayport shrimp. And it's a pretty view, but they don't want us dragging. Yeah. Just like you're talking about, I didn't know it had gotten that bad with y'all fishing offshore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, the it's, beach it's now they, yeah. they don't even want you out there on their beach and it, it's, it's gone nuts. And I'm not going to pick on the person that's not there today, but he can't stand commercial fishermen. I know that for being at a meeting with him one time. And I listen to y'all show religiously. Mm-hmm. I miss it. I listen to the podcast. I enjoy listening. There you go, but, Lawson. Uh, <laughs> no, y'all are very good. I mean, I've listened when Bill was there, you know, before you, Chris, I've listened to many years. I've really enjoyed this, the show. We appreciate and that. And I mean, I've I, I the, appreciate the fact that you guys are still, yeah, still dragging up there party. by the river. I mean, I listen to you guys on the radio and I know there's five or six grandfathered river shrimpers. We see them come in sometime and put in at Mayport. We get a lot of West wind. See you guys go out on the beach with the small boats and drag. And the quality of the shrimp that you get out of the Mayport area versus, like you said, pond caught night and day. I mean, it's just night oh, and day. Well, they're not full of antibiotics. They're not 
raised and people aren't going to believe me. They're they need to YouTube it. They're raised in sewage. I mean, they're in ponds yep. that are runoffs, and you don't have a flowing natural resource. And we, you know, <clears throat> you look at the boats that you see now. Mayport used to have them five and six abreast up and down both sides. Fernandina from Rayonier to Container, right? Four and five abreast. Look at St. Augustine. They built them. Desco, you know, that was the biggest, you know, diesel electric. It's ironic because I see one of the boats that come boat out of Mayport. I wonder where you are, Kevin. I mean, that's the biggest. That was so beautiful down there when you get in and see them. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, they push them out of that thing, big uh, roll off. and it, It's just amazing what has happened. And it's. In the river, we can only drag so few places. It's it's terrible, you yeah, know. It, right. There's no, and there isn't, but probably ten boats still dragging the river. Interesting. I don't think there ain't but twenty license holders left. How about that? I know. I see one of the boats that some, comes out of Mayport. And the name of it's called Dying Breed, and and, and as sad yeah, as it is, uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, that's yep. Miss Nancy and uh, Captain Doug. That's right. The dying breed. Yeah. And That's it's cool. just a shame that, you know, we see that. But uh, if we don't stand up for ourselves, Lawson, you know, we're, we're going to have a problem. Everybody needs to, to put to their be voices aware. together. Be aware. And we need – we're at the, 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 the situation of sitting on the sidelines now is over. Yep. People yeah, are going to have to start getting involved. If we don't speak up now, then they're going to shut up. But see, that's so. the problem. We couldn't get all the commercial people to yep. try to do it. Good luck trying to get the sport fishermen because they, I'm not being mean, but you can't get them all to go and, like Mr. Captain Bill said, these people that you're going to talk to don't have a clue what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, and all there's they so see few of folks. you that don't. Care. I mean, yeah. All right, they, we, they don't we, want to listen. We we like gotta we gotta take a break. Out. Thank yes, you. Sir. We appreciate take care it. Caps. All right, buddy. Uh huh. Bye bye. 641-1010 If you want to give us a call, right on a Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Be right back. <laughs> so when you hear a name like Tire Outlet, Chris, what do you think of? Um, tires. <laughs> wow, that's really what? good, Chris. Well, that was. I, good. I, listen, that was well, I, you must have had an epiphany there's, there's, to come up with there's that. There's a one. method to my madness. I didn't know it was here. a trick question, right? Oh my but that's God. Because Kevin's crafty. Yes. So, whatever you think about getting an oil change, right? right? What do you think about? You better go to tire outlet. <laughs> That's all yeah, I you, you got a brand X and yeah. you pull in there and they pull your oil out of your Kirk's, brand new yeah. diesel. That's all go, Kirk thinks. Oh, now. I'm sorry. We don't carry that oil. What can you do about it? Uh, uh, we can get it in from Colorado. Nothing. But your truck's got to sit here for five days. <laughs> that's How, unacceptable. You know, that's, yeah. And by like, the that's way, you believe that you're, still, you're still in the cab. They don't let you out of the cab. Anymore, oh, because of the right? COVID. They don't yeah. want the COVID to be yeah, in there. You're going to have right. to stay, lobby in the, in there. Right. stay in your cab for five days. <laughs> yeah, we'll so, bring you food and water. You're trapped. You're quarantined. You know? yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Quarantined. I'm in the Brand X oil yeah. change. Yeah. Oil, oil We're also going to give you a test, a COVID test, while you're up there. <laughs> <laughs> I know that day I called Danny Smith. He's like, what? What? 
They don't have you. They don't have oil. They. That's all they do. Yeah. If, if that's all you, you had, do, folks, one job. You got <laughs> one job to change oil, and you ain't got the oil. <laughs> you need to close. Sorry. Oh, uh, unacceptable. The, the, the tire outlet does it all. Tire except outlet. for transmissions. That's why that was that was my point. Yeah, they'll I do mean, your brakes. They'll do yeah, your oil. Yeah, yeah. Oil filters, gas filters. Absolutely, they'll take care of it. See that, and that's what I'm looking for because my wife's car has to go in. We got to get some tires, but also got to take care of alignment and all that other stuff too. They'll do so it. I know, I know they'll do it. They check do it the well. Brake pads. Yep. Check the linkage. If you got a golf cart, got hey, my four wheeler had bald tires on it. They found the tires, and they got new rims. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's sweet. Good and job. deliver, and they'll deliver. Were they spinners? <laughs> no, I had ne- uh, uh, neon uh, green lights. Neon green You're lights right. on, on, on the four-wheeler? Oh, my gosh. Maybe for you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you and your little Cooper. Yeah, hey, come on now. <laughs> yeah. Chupa's sweet. Yeah, we're going to chip in and buy you some fuzzy dice for mm. it. Hey, settle down. Yeah, so um, so anyway, I mean, we've talked yeah. about it's, it's a very controversial subject. If you'll go into FloridaPolitics.com, there's an article, Politics. folks. Huh. FloridaPolitics.com. <laughs> it's called The Federal Mandate Could Force Massive Florida Fishery Closures. If you'll just type that in on your computer, type in bottom fishing closures, and this, will, this article will pop up. It's by Florida Politics. It was written by a local uh, author. And what he basically says, the statewide bottom fishing closure for the snapper group or complex is a possibility. He took quotes from Jessica McCauley, which is the director of marine fisheries management for the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. I know her. I've met her at some of the meetings. She's very level-headed. And she said, she, and I quote, she says, I don't know how many people are aware of this and the, the magnitude of what we're talking about here, but we're talking about 55 species of the snapper grouper complex that you couldn't fish for, or maybe there's giant areas in federal waters that you can't go and bottom fish. So they're not just talking about not catching snapper. They're talking about closing the bottom right. Right. where and, you would not be fishing on the, the bottom. There's, there's, there's a reason. And I, I want people to understand this. There's a reason why Northeast Florida is the epicenter. Okay. Um, the biggest re- is because the ledge the drop off for us is 50 miles offshore. So within that 50 miles, you have bottom fishing, which is fantastic. Okay. It's awesome. But as you get further south, that ledge comes in. So you, let's just say Fort Pierce, they only have a little piece of bottom that they can fish before it drops off to a thousand feet. You understand what I'm saying? So they may have two miles offshore and then it drops off so so you've only got this little piece of bottom in northeast florida we have 50 miles of bottom so they're you know they're not gonna they're not gonna shut it down where there's only two miles they're gonna shut it down where there's 50 miles you get me that makes sense yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i hear you yeah so that's why you're saying that we are the epicenter well, they're, they're talking, and a lot of this is based on the framework of the Magnuson-Stevenson Fishery Conservation and Management God, Act. I'm so tired of hearing that. That doesn't allow for any kind of quick pivots on policy. Right. And so this is where a lot of this stems from. A lot of it is about the decreased mortality outside of the closures. Um, you know, which, how, how long ago was it that we jumped on a bus and went to Washington, D.C.? 
Oh gosh, ten I years. That. Yeah. Ten how, years? how long? Yeah, I'd it's, say it's ten. Been years. a while. Me and yeah. you and Bally. I think it's, I think it's uh, over ten years. Uh, Brian um, Russell actually drove the van for us. Yeah, Bali. And uh, Bali went. Yeah, um, Bali ate all the Skeeter. food sandwiches and drank all the Budweiser. Skeeter. Um, yeah, Skeeter. <laughs> he did. Uh, the boys. Yeah, you know, the brothers went. Uh-huh. I mean, we had a we had a a van full. We rented a fifteen passenger van. Yep. I think there were twelve of us in that van. We drove to Washington. That must have smelled great. It was a wild ride. It was it was a wild ride. It it and probably one of the most interesting two days you could ever spend because literally we drove up there, went to the rally that day. Yep, at the Capitol. Yeah, at at, at the Capitol. By the Senate Russell Spent the night somewhere. Spent the night at a, like a day's end off of the Beltway. Beautiful place. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Highbrow. Yeah, Yeah, 1995. Yeah, we leave the lights on. By the hour. We shared Um, shared rooms. Yep. And and we we paid for that all on our own dime. The meals. uh, And actually went to the outdoor meeting. Um, At that time, the senator from Vero Beach I forget his name. He was an oh a, gosh, I don't remember an attorney. Um, I remember Schumer coming out. Yep, and, and Skeeter about lost his mind. Um, <laughs> got booed back in. Yep, but the the thing is that that this this closure really is going to mean that we're going to have to get involved. Mm-hmm. And I know that stinks. Kevin and I were just talking about it on a break. I mean, we have families. I've got grandkids. I've got you know. We've, we all have aging parents. We have families above and beyond. Plus, we're blue-collar workers, and we're trying to put food on the table just for our families. And to think that we have to be distracted by this and go to these meetings well, on our own dime and Chris, have discussions I'm, I'm, I'm about not, it. I'm not using you as an example, but, but, but you, but, but you, you, you are. You've, you've been around this show long enough now to, to understand yes. who, who we are and what we do. I'm 100%. Okay. We are the biggest conservationists there is. I totally agree. We, we're the ones who care about the environment. Yeah. We're the ones who take care of the animals. I mean, it's... Yeah, we're it, all about conservation. Absolutely. Don't think for a second that we would go out there and just kill everything that moves. That We're not about that anymore. No. We don't do that. And most of the people yep. that I know, most of the recreational, commercial fishermen, the, the, the four hire guides, the charter boat captains, they're not about that. They're about... Catching a, a small number of fish for their customers. Everybody having fun. Have yeah. a good time yep. and then release the, le- the rest of yeah. them. If, you know, if, it's if, not if, about killing everything that moves. If I could go back in time, which was 2006 when, when Carrie and I bought our little piece of property up in Georgia. And, and it was, thank God she had a vision because, Kirk, it, it was a piece of crap. Right. It was a single wide, a double wide. There were four-wheeler trails all over. There wasn't a deer track to be found. Mm-hmm. You know, it did have a nice pond. And when we left there, she's like, we're going to buy that piece of property. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I can't. Okay. <laughs> you know. Right. And, and and we did. And you grew it into something nice. It, it, it's beautiful Through now. Through conservation. And, 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 and now, and because sweat of equity. the birding and the food plots and everything that we do, we sit on the front porch and watch the deer in the driveway now. Right. You know. That's what I'm talking about. Well, it, I, it's it's it, the, the the picture sometimes, and, and and what we try to, I think the, the the cool thing that I get so much is Captain Kevin. I don't fish or hunt, but I listen to your show, and it, it, it's because we're 
we're not all about killing fish and killing animals. And I, I will sit in a tree stand. As a matter of fact, I did all year last year without killing a deer. Yeah. I did end up at the end of season. But, I mean, I sat forever and let deer walk because I enjoy it. Well, we're intelligent enough to know that conservation is critical for the survival of whatever else is out there. Yeah. Whether it's fish, it's game. And in order for our kids and our grandkids and our great grandkids and the generations to follow us, right. we'll have an opportunity to enjoy if, if what we've enjoyed. People like Teddy Roosevelt, uh, Leupold, these guys that, that had visions of Fred uh, Bear. I Fred, mean, all yeah, of them. Yeah. I mean, think about the, it. The, 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 they came up with hunting seasons and. and you know, so yeah, it's that. That's always what I. You know, it's it's cool, Chris, because you've become a part of this, um, and and you've you've learned what we're about. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just saying, "Oh, these guys are a bunch of fishermen," you know, a bunch of killers. Well, you know, you know I think from from my perspective and in coming into it, um, I, I honestly. Full transparency. I didn't think about it too much, right? Uh, I, you know, I, I I knew I've been exposed indirectly to all kinds of outdoor stuff, fishing and hunting, my whole life in one capacity or another, but just didn't really directly take part. I, I always had friends who were into it, or you know, family who were into it, whatever. But I think over the years, it's really become clear to me one that you the outdoors. Uh, segment of the population, uh, mm-hmm. the people who are in the outdoors, they study the outdoors more than any other group. Correct, because they're yep. in it. Because and 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 I get why they're because passionate. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to maximize the experience that you have for yourself, and to do that, you've got to take care of the environment, and you got to take care of the wildlife in it. Mm-hmm. So, so it's an active conservationism. But I've also seen. The other side of it is just so fanatical and weird, <laughs> but they've got money yep. out the wazoo. That's exactly right. And well, it's all about the money. And I don't, you know, and that's what and that's what it is. And it's and that's exactly what it is in this case with the, you know, the fishing stuff. It's it's about cash. So, you know, you gotta follow the money trail on this, but but I, I there's got to be um such a huge voice, and that's why people just have to get involved. And political stuff sucks. It does. Well, it one hundred percent sucks. But you got to now. And, and we you hate to, to burden people with this on the radio show because we try to always keep this upbeat and lively and talk about fishing and hunting. Yeah. But the thing is, if we don't do something about it, I mean, if you look more closely at the Gulf of Mexico red snapper fishery over there, a few years ago they wanted to close that all up, and they had an opportunity to review that information. And I know we got to go to a break. But with that management, which has comparably been successful over the last few years, I don't see why that can't be continued over here in the South Atlantic. Right, and and, That's all. and and just just real quick, folks, so you're not confused. It's 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 different policies. It's it's a different um, segment of politics for the Atlantic coast in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, there's a two different fishery commissions. Yep. You've right. got the Gulf Coast Fishery Commission exactly. and the South Atlantic Fishery Commission. Right. Two different commissions. Yep. So anyway, 641-1010 if you want to give us a call. And uh, when we come back, we got a ring power tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevy Outdoor Show. Kevin Favor, Kevin Kirk Waltz, Logaman's getting ready to join us now. It's time for your Ring Power Tip of the Week. And 
Kirk, I, I know that you fish a lot with the guys from Ring Power, as, as I do. I fish a lot with the guys from Ring Power. And most of the time, they bring their customers. And the information that these guys know about their equipment is amazing. I mean, it is I, I, I sit there and listen to them, and I'm like, I, I don't know how many of those that you have sold, but to know all of that about that piece of machinery, um, I, I, I've I've soaked a lot of it in, you know, about skid steers and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, that's that's if, pretty. If cool. ever given the opportunity, if you come to one of our Christmas shows and we do them at Ring Power, yep. If you go into their facility, yep. and see how clean it is, from the bathrooms to the maintenance stalls in the back to the warehouse to the, the actual equipment that's sitting out front. Yep. And and by the way, that's coming back this year, folks. I we'll, we'll we'll come up with the dates, but we are definitely doing the Christmas Those show. Those guys are detail oriented yep. and they know their equipment. They know how to keep it clean, they know how to keep it maintained. Go check it out. All right, so our um, Ring Power, Power Cat tip, tip of the week yep. is basically what we we're all talking about. I know we're getting geared up at our camp. Uh, some of the guys went up there, Chip Umstead went up this week and worked on our food plots. Worked on the roads, uh, worked around the cabin, and the next step is we're going to have a, uh, a a day when we all get out there and start checking the stands. Our, our, our day is Labor Day, and the only way to check the stands is you get a group of four or five guys, give them a list, and say, "Okay, everybody, take fifteen uh, foot ratchet tie downs and go to all the ladder stands and check the straps." Right, and 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 here's the deal, folks: don't go by yourself. Two people. Two people. One guy to hold the ladder to make yep. sure that the yep. existing yep. ratchet straps are not rotten. Make sure you have your lineman's belt on. And go up the tree and check the straps. And if they need to be replaced, cut the old ones down and put new ones on. Absolutely. Put the new ones on first before you cut the old ones yeah. though. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and like I said, we uh, uh, Roger and I do that. Uh, well, we, we actually do it at the end of the year. And then at the beginning of the year, because you know as well as I do, it, yeah. it, a lot can change in six months in the woods. Summer's bad I mean, on on yeah. on on straps on rat, uh, ladder stands. Yeah, we went in there a couple years ago, and where we had a lock on, the tree got hit by lightning, and it broke it in half. We did too. We had yeah. I was like, really? Brand new stand, double yeah. ladder stand, crushed. crushed. I'm like. You gotta be freaking <laughs> kidding me! Sixty thousand oak trees out here, and yeah. I told Mike Ren, I said, I cannot believe that ladder stand that you and I killed ourselves putting up mm-hmm. is a big old trash pile <laughs> now. Yeah, There's sixty thousand trees out there, and God said, "Well, you ain't putting one in that one." That's right. Nope. There, there, here's your sign. Here's your sign. Yep. Yep. There's your ring power cat tip of the week. All right, we got Jeff. Ten four logs. Jeff. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That, that that didn't sound good. That didn't sound good. You're coming in and out. Can you hear me now? Yeah, he's rolling down the road. You can uh, you can hear the truck noise. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, that might be the problem. He might not have the best cell coverage. Nope. Nope. He sounds like poo. Yeah. All right. You, you, you check that he's out. He's like we'll, Robo we'll, Jeff. We'll go talk to Jason. Morning, Jason. Morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good, man. I'm doing good. I was just... Uh, I listen to you guys every morning, and I was just wanting to comment on, you know, I'm not a hunter, I'm not a fisherman, I'm a golfer. <laughs> Good. I like and, it. You know, uh, you know me. That's up. I'm, I'm, I'm right there that, with that's you. That's right. I, yeah. And uh, now I live in Ocala. I'm from Jacksonville. I live in Ocala, north of Ocala, and we have a uh, lake house in Salt Springs. And um, I got two little daughters, and they love the outdoors. And 
you know, we have deer that just wander around. We have sandbill cranes that wander mm-hmm. around, and it's amazing just to sit, just like how you said you and your wife can just sit down on your porch and just watch the animals walk by. Yes. It's amazing. I love it, and the girls love it. And even in our house in Ocala, sandhill cranes fly in from uh, Silver Spring yep. in, our, in our retention pond in the backyard. It's just amazing, and what you guys do is way more than just hunting and fishing. Correct. So I just, uh, I just really appreciate you guys' show. Yep. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's really good for the girls to see this stuff and understand, you know, I'm in the middle of the Ocala national forest right now. Right. You know, right down the street from Robin Dam, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's, that's yeah. a beautiful place. I go through there all the time. Uh, oh we drive God. to Tampa. Yes. Uh, when I'm going to Tampa, that's the way Carrie and I go. And it's, it, it it's, it's, a, it's an extra 30 minutes, but who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My drive, I mean, my drive come here, I, I come here two or three times a week and then we try to get here on the weekends. The springs are beautiful. We see otters and, you know, we go swimming, we see the fish, crabs nice. and everything else. And, and we park our boat out there and it, it fantastic that's so, that keep you, keep, what, keep keep it up bro you know i mean it, it, I, that's that that's probably one thing that, that kirk and i have been so adamant about in the last three or four years taking kids fishing and 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 making sure that we, when we get a kid on the boat he's going to catch something we don't care what it is you know and they right. they they love it and if we could get more kids to do that what you're doing with your kids it's fantastic i appreciate it. you guys right. keep it up Y'all right, have buddy. a good one yep you, you too, too jason right, thank, thank you, you. Where are we going, Chris? We gonna try Jeff again? You get him on one time. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Jeez. What's happening, fellas? What's up, buddy? Well, I'm I'm driving to Atlanta. I was up in Flowery Branch earlier this week for a couple of days and was commuting back and forth from the farm. Uh huh. So, uh, so that was nice. It was nice, and I can tell you, uh, the commute to Flowery Branch back and forth was uh was pretty cool because you know like you were talking about taking the way to tampa both you guys were talking about that about how you take the way through the ocala national forest well when i was going up the flowery branch to watch the jaguars practice i took all back roads yeah and it was awesome oh i'll bet awesome and it took another i think 45 minutes according to google maps than what it would have taken if i'd done interstate but i was like you know what i don't care yeah, I dig that kind I'm of sure. stuff. Yeah, I, I I do too. I mean, we take 301 well, when we go to Tampa. You know, go I-10, yeah. 301, and then go through the back roads all the way down just about. Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, I know the ring power tip that you guys were talking about, about checking stands, and you guys were talking about getting ready to do yours. I mean, mine are done. Me and Gerald finished it up yesterday. Nice. And uh, next week we're going to have a gear tip, which I'm going to make a recommendation for everybody that if you have not, if you're looking at, if you're in the market for a deer stand, just a little preview, and we'll still talk about it next week. The best ladder stand on the market, in my opinion, for safety, is called an X stand. That's the name of the. Mm-hmm. It's not a. It's not a single ladder stand. It's a. It's a. It's a manufacturer. They call them X stands, and these things are the most secure ladder stand that I have ever seen, and you don't even climb it to get it secure. Uh, we, we we have we have one. Oh, they're amazing. We, we have one, uh, but but I'll, I'll tell you this: I was glad Roger was there to help put it together. <laughs> Dude, 
dude, putting that thing together is like, holy cow. It is. It's, yeah, it's, 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 uh, you got to be an engineer to get it together. But, but what, once, once you do, um, oh my gosh, like you said, Jeff, well, did you, know, you buy to, it from Ikea? Because <laughs> every time I buy something from Ikea, it's in Danish and I'm going, what the what? <laughs> Put no, the put the a, a bolt through the C bolt with the E nut and yeah, the... right. oh, it, it has all that now. I mean, it's got I think it's got you know all the different bolts and washers, three different kinds of washers, about ten different kinds of bolts, or uh, about three different kinds of nuts. But the length of the bolts is what kind of gets you kind of tricky. And then and here here's the crazy thing: the last two stands that I bought from them, and I I, I got them on sale. Did you get the Duke? Did you get the twenty foot Duke? No, I don't. I don't even remember what it was called, Kirk. The, the sportsman, me, but I start putting it together. I mean, it might have been the sportsman, and and literally, they they had put the wrong armrests in the box. Oh no! So the no. holes, so the holes for the armrest did not match up. So oh. I'm like, well, okay, what am I doing wrong? And <laughs> come to find out, don't you hate that? Doesn't that just drive they, you up a wall? Yep. Yeah, they. They changed and said they had a shorter armrest, and so it didn't match up on the bolt pattern, so I had to end up drilling a couple holes, which was fine. I mean, you know, uh, the uh, the uh, University of Virginia education helped me a little bit on that, you know, learning how to drill a hole. <laughs> so we got it done, but, I mean, it, it, and putting it up was just so easy. But then we checked all of our ladder stands, and we changed all the straps and and what we did is at the end of the season, I went and loosened up all the ladder stands to where they wouldn't stay bit in the tree and have the tree grow around the ladder, the right. ladder stand itself. And, man, that paid off. And what we had to do was at, uh, when we went to put new ratchet straps and get them all tightened back up, we had to kind of relocate it on the tree in some cases because the tree had grown more vertical. And so you're, you don't want to have it in the same slot because the same slot doesn't work for the ladder stand the way it was. So. Right. Uh, definitely, definitely worthwhile. And yes, safety is obviously a, a big thing, and you don't want to do any of that stuff by yourself. And, and just one more thing: when you buy ratchet straps, you know everybody looks to buy the ones that are cheap and on sale, and don't do that. Buy, spend a few extra bucks, mm -hmm. okay, save your life, and get better ones. But then when you buy them, the the ratchet straps themselves, the length from the metal hook to the ratchet itself needs to be very short, okay? Correct. If you, if you buy a ratchet that has, oh, let's say a foot or, or a little bit more of strap between the ratchet and the hook, then that's the one part that stays fixed, okay? You can't reach the ratchet on a ladder stand because it's in the, around the back of the tree. Correct. That's right. Yep. So you have to either do one of two things. You either make sure that you buy ratchet straps that have a very close or a short piece of strap between the metal hook and the ratchet, or you cut the strap and then retie it shorter so that it is easier to reach the ratchet strap so you're not trying to be a uh, circus monkey flipping and reach it around, around the, the back of the tree. <laughs> oh, my God. I, you uh, described us to a T trying to flip that hook around the tree and grab it with your other hand. Je Jeff, you going to hang on. we got to take a break. You got it. All right, buddy. 641-1010 if you want to give us a call. Papa G, don't go anywhere. We'll get you right after the break on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Want to get a little? Uh, you want a, a 
little getaway yes. that's close. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Salt Lake Lagerman, isn't it? <laughs> Steve Hatchie River Club. Go, go to their website, right? Because the cool thing, whenever, whenever you, you go to the website, it's S-T-H-R Club. <laughs> and... and, and and check out the, the cabins. If you, if you kind of picture this, they're, they're basically right on the water. So you can park your boat right there, and then they have their own private ramp right there. I mean, you don't have to go all over the place of Steen Hatchie to find a boat ramp. they got their own private boat ramp. Cool place, great people, and uh, it's it's getting it, it, things cool off just a little bit. And this will be after scallop season. The trout fishing, the red fishing over there is phenomenal. Epic. Epic trout. Fishing. Absolutely phenomenal. Epic. So, you with us, Jeff? You know, I want to get a little, too. You are, absolutely. <laughs> get, a, get a little way. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, boy. It. Here we go. <laughs> I couldn't pass that up. No, hey, you I, shouldn't I wanted have. To, uh, I wanted to uh, share a story. You know, part of when we take road trips or whatever, you always kind of try to find a way to take the back road. So I was on my way up the Flower Branch the other day, and and I, and I timed it up to where I was going to get there a little bit early to where I could get some fuel, and I wanted to find a bite to eat, you know, prior to the practice. So uh, so I'm on my way, and, and I get to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm going to start you know, looking for, for a place to get some fuel, and sure enough, I, I pull into this place, and it's, uh, it's, I can't remember the name of the store, like as far as the brand name of the fuel, but they had this big kind of country market that was a, that was there as part of the gas station okay and and so i was like you know what i, I just gonna i'm just gonna get my fuel here i'm gonna use the bathroom and then i'm gonna get on the road and i'll find something to eat closer to flowery branch and i think it was called stringley's or something like that and so i walk in and look around for the bathroom and I, as soon as i opened the door literally i took a big smell and i went oh yeah <laughs> And I started like fried chicken, Sam, like from from fruit. What was it? Fruit Loops. Yeah. And sand? Yeah. Right? I, Sam. I was like him, flying in the air over to the other side of the building, and there it was, Kevin and Kirk, Chris, fried pork chops, oh. fried chicken, oh. uh, mac and cheese, You're killing me, barbecue sandwiches, oh my and I'm God. just going, oh yeah, oh. I'm coming. I'm gonna get Been me a while from so anyway, so, so I go and I find the bathroom, use the bathroom, come back, you know, and yes, I did wash my hands. Good for you. Let's hope. Came, came back and was talking to the lady at the counter, and I said, I'll take uh, three pieces of dark. She says, okay, what would you like? And she goes, I'm, I'm kind of new here, so just be patient with me. I said, no problem. Another girl comes over there and says, uh, uh, what, what did you want? I said, uh, three pieces of dark meat. I said, I'll take two pies and a leg. And she goes, well. But there's a special going on now that if you if you buy four, then you get it half off. And I said, I'm sold. I'll take two eggs, <laughs> two fries, and and I'm going to tell you, it was some of the best fried chicken. Oh, I love fried chicken. Oh, if it's that's good, that I have, that's that's that I great. Have, oh my god, uh, we it got so good. Well, so let me ask you this, and we need to go talk to Papa G here in just a second. Was that like the the first day you went over there? That was the first day. Oh, did you go back? No, I stayed. I stayed one night in Flowery Branch because it was two day okay. practice. Okay. And then I drove. I drove back to to the to the farm yesterday. And uh, yesterday was Taylor's birthday, and Tara and Taylor came up, so got to wish her a happy twelfth birthday. Very and cool. So that was awesome. And then I wake up this morning. And now I'm 
I'm driving to Atlanta. So the game is at three o'clock. So and thank thank goodness this is the last preseason game and we can start watching football that counts. Yes. Yeah, there you yes. go. We're 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 right with you. We're right with you. All right, we're we're gonna you, you wanna hang on or you go you Yeah, yeah. I'll okay, all right, let's I'll go. Good. All right, right, let's go talk to Papa G. Papa G. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, buddy. Hey, I'm glad Logs is listening, man, because my part of my question uh, deals with him. But uh, listen, man, you guys are better than Starbucks in the morning for me on Saturdays. I, I love Starbucks. I don't know what they put in their coffee, but they keep me coming back. But uh, $20 cup of coffee at Starbucks is, uh, you know, <laughs> that ain't my deal on Saturday mornings. You guys are my $20 cup of coffee. Very cool. And ours is free. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, exactly. But check me now, well, just for the record, I'll gladly accept 20 bucks <laughs> <laughs> In a heartbeat, right? In a, in a heartbeat. Well, listen, my neighbor's daughter is 10 years old. Her name is Angie. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a shout-out to Jeff for Angie subs. I said if, if uh, Captain Kevin and Kurt can't answer his question, you can find Jeff over there buying three or four subs, a quarter fries, and a sweet tea. Uh-huh. So Turkey. he can probably answer it. But I, I, <laughs> I think you guys can do this. She embarrassed me, man. I was born in the 50s, and uh, she's doing a report for school on dolphins, the mammal dolphin like Flipper. Yeah. Right. And she, and she asked me, she goes, she goes, she goes, Mr. Dave, she's, that's my real name. She goes, how do a dolphin, how does a dolphin sleep? If they breathe air, how do they sleep? And I couldn't answer that question, man, because I know they got to come up for air. I don't know how long they can stay down or whatever, but uh, if, I'm going to hang up in a minute and I'll let you give her the answer. Angie, she's, she's listening to you. And uh, okay. my last question is, I'm wondering if the old Jody Lynn is still, is still uh, 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 up and running. Yes. All right. Okay. Y'all have a good day. All right, buddy. I can I can answer the Jody Lynn question. Yes, it's still running. What how, how how does a dolphin sleep? They actually do sleep. They rest motionless at the surface of the water, breathing regularly, or they may swim very slowly and steadily close to the surface. In shallow water, dolphins sometimes sleep on the seabed, rising regularly to take a breath. So well, they do how sleep. Did you know that, Captain Kurt? I just googled it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know if y'all heard me typing like a banshee here, and, but and, I knew. And I by the way, that, yeah, I, but I, I didn't I know just, exactly. And by the way, too. real quick, how about we just say good morning to Angie? Yeah. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, Angie. Good morning. We love you. Yep, yep. yep. And, and how about a happy birthday to Taylor? Happy birthday! Oh Taylor. Yeah. yeah, happy yeah, birthday yeah, to yeah, you, yeah. Taylor. Yeah. And they're kind of dolphins are actually smart enough where they only rest half of their brain at one time. Wow. The other half of their brain is always awake. I can tell you my other half ain't awake. When you I know. go to sleep, oh. that brain's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky if half of my brain is awake all day. We've wondered about that's that occasionally, point, yeah. especially when you get in pissing contests with Jeff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, hey that Angie should ask her family and friends. Uh-huh. To take her to Angie Subs for her birthday. Agreed. Man, they should. Yeah, I mean, she will be treated it, like a queen. Yes. They got the best brownies in the world. And why? The, well, why? She will get a free sub. A free, free sub, sub for her birthday. birthday. Yeah. Oh, free Discount. turkey. That's right. It's all good. <laughs> it's all, all right. Good. So you guys, uh, you know, my my hope up here in Georgia was to at some point this week to spray the food plots and. You know, kill them down to get ready to plant in the fall, and the amount of rain that we have received—forget it—wow! <laughs> it's and unreal. It's not that it's that it's you know thirty inches or anything like that. It's just that there has been nearly some type of rain event every day. Right, every day. And and I don't know if I've ever seen the state of Georgia at this time of the year look so green and vibrant. It's moist. I mean, Man, literally, you, you, it is you absolutely go, you go, Yeah, when you go by the cotton fields 
and the peanut fields, they're as green as you'll ever see them. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, the farmers are just loving. Yeah. No irrigation needed in the last two months. Which is which is fantastic because it's expensive oh, to run that irrigation. And, uh, and then earlier in the week, you guys got the picture, uh, got to see a five-foot, truly a five-foot eastern diamondback rattlesnake. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he didn't have a whole bunch of rattles, but, man, was he big. And last year I saw the biggest rattlesnake I'd ever seen in my life, and I was on the tractor mowing a field. And it was actually a field that was probably within about parts of where we saw this snake the other day. And that one I thought was about nearly six foot and was as big as uh, as my arms, you know, as far as the yeah. thickest, thickest part of the body. But, man, is there anything that, that gives you more of the heebie-jeebies than a rattlesnake? No. Oh. No, I'm with you. They no. freak me out. Yeah, and, and, and especially, I still have nightmares over that one I killed. Remember last year when I was mowing the food plot and he, and he crawled up around the tree? Yeah. Every time I go by that tree... You're looking at it. Uh, absolutely, it. yeah. I mean, it's it's like it's so you know because Jeff, the thing is, is that when 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 our when our food plots get up a little bit, the mice, the rats, everything's in that in, in that tall grass, and and if there's mice and rats in there, that's where the rattlesnakes are. That's yeah. that's yeah, the that's, dinner, that's, dinner, dinner bells ringing. Yeah, absolutely. So don't don't be walking around. And your food plots when they're not mowed without some kind of snake boots on or, or, or something because I my place is I have not I've killed two this year which is a low amount compared to the last three or four years and, and I, I, how how Jeff how long is a tailgate? Oh, uh, it's a it's the tailgate is a little wider than five feet or right close to five feet because that's how we. We actually stretched the rattlesnake yeah. out. We are like, holy cow. And then we went and got the tape measure because uh, we were like, gosh, that's got to be close to five feet. So we went and got the tape measure, and sure enough, so it's close to five. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've, I've had two that hang over both ends. Yeah. You know, I mean, just. Yeah, that's big. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, want them around me or no. anybody, my, any of my friends. Uh, you know, I, I, I just, um, you know, just like you, Jeff, you know, Merle, your dog, runs around the property and. Fancy runs around my property. I mean, it's it's a uh, you know if one. If, if, if one of those things hits her. But again, there is a vaccination for that, and um, she's she's vaccinated for yeah. rattlesnake bite. Yeah, right, right. All right. Well, I know you guys got to take a break. I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye. Okay. And uh, and everybody can tune in right here on 1010XL for the uh, the the tailgate show, pregame show, all that stuff starts at uh, noon. Game kickoff is at three o'clock today. Last one of the season. And got to see a lot of backups playing in this ball game. So uh, get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready if you're a diehard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, buddy. And and watch the kicking the the kicker very closely. This is a who's a who's even kicking way. now? Yeah, who, yeah. Did, did did they beat Glambo back? No, <laughs> no. They got a they got a guy who actually is Irish born or something like that. His name is McCourt. And they claimed him off of waivers earlier in the week, and then he flew to Atlanta, and he was great the other day in practice. He was like a perfect eight of eight, and I think the last one he hit was about about fifty five or fifty six oh, cool. yards. Wow! Okay, and, if he's an then, Irishman, then, 
What was that movie, The well, Replacements? Did, Remember that? Yeah. The, the Irishman Reeves. that was the yeah, <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Remember the Irishman smoking a cigarette when he was kicking the field goals? Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm all about never, it. I don't think there's ever been an Irish-born kicker in the league, so I think that he would actually make history in some fashion if he ends up uh, being a kicker. I and, smell a uh, Jameson but, sponsorship. Yeah, well, <laughs> and then the Jaguars claimed another kicker from Indianapolis. Verite, I think his name is, who was in a kicking competition with Rodrigo Blankenship. And so there's two kickers. I don't know if they're both going to be in uniform today or how that's going to work. But that's cool. uh, yeah. So we're going to watch the game for the kickers. I like the Irishman. Boy, oh, boy. Boy. Hey, well, laddie, what I'll put s- it right through the goal. <laughs> 55 yards. Kiss Give me a cigarette, though, daggummit. Can't do yeah, it. The, and the if the coach thing. touches me, I slap him down. <laughs> Better not touch me. He turned into a McCourt. Scotsman all of a sudden. I don't know how that happened. McCourt literally looks like, and I kid you not, he's a short, kind of stocky, got a stash. Yeah. Oh, he, I like he it. Looks like Gardner, he looks like Gardner Mitchell. Oh, we, I'm oh, for him already. Then he better be smoking when he comes. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You better not be doffing the head, not a lot. Put it right through the uprights at 63. I'm a kicker, not a, a medical oh, worker. My God. <laughs> Okay. Uh, oh god Jeff. All, right. all right buddy see be ya. good see ya uh, thanks for setting us up for that Jeff. yeah that was that was fantastic uh, <laughs> we got uh we give us weather and the tides um give you um kirby co cooking tip of the week right here on the nimnik buick gmc outdoor show when we come back Welcome back to the Nimnik GMC Outdoor Show. Captain Kevin Favors and Captain Kirk this morning. And right now it's time for your Kirby Co. Builders, Inc. Cooking Tip of the Week. And this is this is, this is pretty cool because this is um, one of Carrie's favorite recipes out of her favorite cookbook. And uh, she bought this, this cookbook when we were in the Keys. So it, it has a lot of fish recipes and stuff like that. I love this mustard sauce. Mustard sauce is, is delish. Is delish. Yes, delish. it's it's absolutely. Um, but it's tidbit salmon surprise with mustard sauce, and and both of the recipes are up on the Facebook page. Now, this was this was pretty interesting because she wanted to make this for you guys, but she didn't have any salmon. But we had smoked some kingfish, or not, I'm not going to say we. She smoked some kingfish. <laughs> Good this edit. Week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and by the way. Just so you guys know, she smokes her kingfish in the oven. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. She uses liquid smoke and, and does oh, it real okay. real low. And and uh, I mean, it's 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 fantastic. So she switched um, the the salmon out for smoked kingfish. So it's a tidbit kingfish surprises with mustard sauce. It's so good. Yeah, it is. It's 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 it, it's amazing. Um, and she made some kingfish dip. For you guys too, which you guys have had, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's, it's really. Well, I liked it. It's a low fat, low uh, yep, low fat yogurt, low fat mayonnaise, yep, light soy, which is means it's got less salt in it. It's very healthy and gluten free too. And gluten free. I'm very big yeah. into that right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just telling you that uh, I know that Kirk's already said he's taking the mustard sauce because it is it's very good and it's you know. I, I know this is going to sound crazy to you. When she was putting all this stuff away last night, I'm like, "Where's the mustard sauce?" And she's like, "That's it right there," and it's 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 white. Yeah, it's not what I thought. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 pretty cool. And I I 
the curry is kind of a surprise to me. That really surprised me. Mm-hmm. Curry powder. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Because you, you can't taste that in it. No, you can't. You can taste the the the, the um, Dijon mustard. Well, the dillweed really sets the it dillweed, off. The dillweed sets it off. Anyway, yeah. folks, we're not going to read this, way, but if you go on to yeah. our Facebook page, it's all there. Yeah. Kirby Co. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirby Co. Builders, Inc. Industry leader, proven provider of framing drywall, interior, exterior, finishing on both commercial and residential projects, and they're awesome. They are awesome. Good people. Been awesome since 1999. 99? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm going to pull up the weather here because I, I know we need to do it, but I, I really don't need to look at it because <laughs> it's not going to change much. Um, have you guys kept an eye on the tropics at all? Yeah, it's pretty pretty quiet. Yeah, um, I've I've had uh, different buddies of mine, James, um, call me up and say, "Man, we got a major storm coming." You know, Labor Day, and I'm like, "That's nine days out." Um, I don't see that. Do you? I think it, no. It, you know, they've they've it's pretty quiet. It really is. I watched it this morning. I watched the Weather Channel every morning. Okay, and I watched it this morning for about thirty minutes. And a lot of these these systems they that want are it to coming happen. off of. Uh, off of Africa right now are going further south, mm-hmm. and there's a it, trough of air that's pushing everything down. And there's a it, sandstorm. Yeah, it's just it, it's not for dry air. The possibility of development's pretty, pretty, pretty narrow. Good. Yeah. So good. I'll good, take it. Good. It's always brought to you by the Bearded Pig. Uh, today, southwest winds five to ten knots. Uh, Kirk and I have had quite a few texts this morning. Everybody's saying the ocean is absolutely beautiful. Yep, gorgeous. Sunday. Again. Uh, tomorrow, uh, five to 10 seas around two feet. It'll be a beautiful day to fish Monday, five to 10, two feet, Tuesday, five to 10, two feet, Wednesday, South 10 to 15, two to three feet, Wednesday night, South winds 10, 10 to 15. So, uh, a little bit, a little bit of wind starting on, on Wednesday. Obviously we can't see out to Thursday, but that hell that can change. That's, that's a five day forecast right there. And the, the high Logical probability of afternoon thunder boomers this time of year are they're there, folks. Oh, yeah. A lot of these things are packed with a lot of lightning. So be very aware of the fact from about noon on of these storms popping up. Don't get caught out there in that lightning. I mean, rain's one thing, but the lightning, that's eh, bad mojo. Um, Tide's update is brought to you by Angie Subs, the finest sub shop in Jacksonville, right at the corner of Penman Beach. Get a free Beach. sub on your birthday. If it's your birthday, go over there and give you free sub. Just tell them, let them know. Show them your ID, bang, free sub, get the big jumbo. <laughs> That's what I would do. Um, tides for this week are actually pretty good. I like the way the, the scenario sets mm-hmm. up. I do like the higher tides. You got a high tide at 8.49 a.m. this morning. You got a 2.57 p.m. this afternoon, peaking at around 5.6 this afternoon. Um, and then 9 o'clock tonight around approximately – You've got about a 5.7. So it's a good time of the year, for, for, in my opinion, to fish the high outgoing tides because mm-hmm. that's when all that clean, cooler water comes into the inlet, especially around Mayport, St. Augustine. I think it just provides for a better opportunity to fish. And then you're off the water by noon. It's, so my, my phone just rang. us from Arlington, Virginia. You mm. reckon that's the government calling me, telling me to shut up? Yeah, it might be. might <laughs> be. <laughs> The FBI coming down on the man. Yeah, let's uh, let's go talk to Tim this morning. Morning, Tim. Hey, brother, how you doing? Good, man. Hey, I heard y'all talking about your rattlesnakes, and uh, this past week, I went out to my barn. I was going to shoot my bow and going to put some stuff up in the freezer. 
And my, one of my little dachshunds, if I walk outside, he's got to go with me. So he was out there sniffing around, and I heard that unmistakable sound. Wow. And I screamed at the dog. I didn't even turn around. I just hollered. He came running out from behind a bunch of equipment in there. And I eased over there and went to survey around. And there he was, all coiled up. And uh, so we, we dispatched him. And uh, But uh, just to let you guys know, this we're coming up on mating season for these rattlesnakes. Okay. And so they, they get real active. They're crawling, especially at night. You do not walk around outside without a light at night. So they are more active as much at night as they are during the day. Really? They get more, you know, they get more I, aggressive. They kind of get territorial a little bit. You know, this, it was a cane break. And, you know, that's of the, of the, between a cane break and a diamond bag. Those cane breaks are usually kind of more docile. You know, they, they, I mean, I've walked right up to them and hardly can get them to rattle. But, but, uh, but just everybody be aware. Yeah, they, we're coming up on the mate season, so they're they're crawling around looking for looking for love. So I, I I can't imagine walking up on a rattlesnake at nighttime. It'd be bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah, not, yeah. I don't I don't know. I usually don't go out when I'm up at the farm in the evening. We don't go out too much in the evening. No. Well, you know, you're walking around if you're out, you know, and maybe call the nature, and you just kind of well, I'm gonna walk over here behind this tree, you know, and make. Make, make a quick stop, man. You can't. Got to have a light with you. So they're, they're, the rice is moving around right now. Yep. Well, thank you. Thought, this water will get them moving around too. Yeah, you know? I, I, I know it. I know. You know it. It's pushing them out more to where yeah. you know we walk. You yeah. know, you, so, you know, you know what else makes them move around? All this land clearing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, people are ended up with creatures in their front and backyards that they've never seen before because. They got no other place to go. Yep. That's it. Yep. All right, buddy. Appreciate it, Tim. All right. Hey, appreciate you. Yep. Y'all have a good one. You, you too. too. All right, All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and uh, we come back. We'll talk to Terry. So, uh, extinct rattlesnake? I don't know. No, no, no. No, read that again. Oh. Eating rattlesnake. Oh, eating rattlesnake. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay, yeah. Yum. I, yeah, it, I need new glasses. Yeah, we'll be right back. Yeah. Welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And uh, I was just looking at the uh, Hagen Coastal Outfitters. And uh, while supplies last, if you could see all the stuff that they have going on in the Mandarin store, Green Cove Springs, and the Yulee store, um, like hundreds of dollars off of kayaks, paddle boards, accessories, all going on at Hagen Coastal Outfitters. And like I said, that's at, at the Mandarin, Green Cove Springs store, and Yulee. All right, so we're going to go talk to Terry, and he wants to talk about eating rattlesnakes. I've, I've, I've heard of this. I actually had one that I was going to, and uh, it didn't happen. So talk to us, Terry. Hey, love your show. Listen to it every weekend. Thanks, brother. But, yeah, y'all are, y'all are talking about rattlesnakes. Those, nobody really realized it, but there is so much meat on a rattlesnake, and – Regardless of what people say, they don't taste like chicken. They they have a really sweet taste if you cook them right. Okay. But yeah, you just you cut them up in like three foot three inch sections. Yep. Beat them, flour them in a like in a ziploc baggie, and then deep fry them for like two or three minutes. And, yep. Oh my gosh, my my son will fight you over them. So, is there what about the bones? 
it's all it is. You got a long vertebrae like a backbone with yep. ribs. That's it. So on the top part, from about halfway down the ribs up to the the backbone, it's it's like the back strap of a of a deer. Okay. I mean, it's it's just solid meat, especially on when you get those ones y'all talk about that are like as big as your hand. Right. Oh, it's it's at least a, sometimes a half an inch of, of just pure meat all the way down. Huh. I'll try it. But they're, and and they're so easy to clean because when you, I don't know if you've ever cleaned one. I have. The, the skin just peels right off. And then when you go to clean underneath, you grab that and all that comes off just all at one time, just like the skin. Okay. So and I mean, then you just cut it like three inch sections. Yep. You just go like right okay. up between the ribs up to the backbone and then down the other side and just break it off and it's perfect. Okay. It's perfect. Exercise. I, the the next one I kill, I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try it. Oh, you should. It's it's real. Just don't don't overcook it. No, 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 just no, like no. Yeah, just 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 like just like you would do a piece of fried fish. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I'll. I'll well, thank you. I'll, uh, thanks, buddy. Good talking to you. All right. Bye bye. Yep. Hey, by the way, just yes. to, just to let you know, um, Hartley called. Okay. Oh. Yeah, and um, and he he apparently didn't want to talk to you. He's mad at you uh, because uh, you know we were talking earlier about y'all's van trip to Washington. Yes, yeah. Hartley He's, was Hartley was there. Hartley he was said there. it yep. was seventeen years ago. Yeah, I, I knew it was. See, I knew it was ten. But yeah, man, I, I, I didn't, didn't realize. realize. I, I knew it was more than ten. Yeah. Yes. So wow. so that's that. But he was mad at you and didn't, didn't want to talk him. to you because you didn't mention him by name. You're right. Well, and we and apologize. Yes, we do. He's very self-important. So yep. now he's mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen years. Seventeen years. Battling this. Unbelievable. Yeah. I can't believe it. And the battle it was that rages on. Yep. Yep. When when they and I don't want to get back into this whole thing, but I'm just curious. When they first closed Snapper and they said they were going to keep it closed for a couple of years, did you think that they would reopen it? I thought they would. I thought they would too. I, I honestly I, I, thought that yeah. we would get beyond where we are instead of this nonsense of where we want yeah. to just close the whole daggum ocean. Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, I, to, to me, I'm, it's, it's like they just don't want us out there in the ocean. And, I, and I, that really saddens me that folks are that, against and adamant against people using the, the recreational resources for the public use. I just, that really saddens me that we're at that stage right now where we're actually going to have to take this down a different road. And, and, and to me, it's just, it's too bad. It's, it's like the state of the world we're in right now. You know? Yeah. It ain't good. No, <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, we can't just agree to disagree. It's like you got to pull the sword out, start swinging it. <laughs> And it's sad. It really is. I mean, you know, there there were a time when you could sit down and negotiate and go, look, this is how we want, you know, let's talk about mm-hmm. this. And now we could and, we could all go to Moe's Southwest Grill, right? That's right. Sit down at the table. Yeah. Have us one of those big old sandwiches. What is that? The, uh, the, 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 yeah, the home wrecker. The home wrecker. The home wrecker. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. everybody would get so full. That's right. And just, just like, sit back, talk yeah. a little bit, and nap. Mm-hmm. Now everybody wants to pull a lightsaber out and <laughs> You know, yeah, but they don't want to meet like face to face. They want to hide behind their keyboard. Yeah. Well, that's what, well, that's a lot of it, you know. And I guess that's, yes, that's a Chris. lot of what we're talking about yeah. right now. But anyway, hey, so I'm just curious. Uh, we got 
Next 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 weekend is Labor Day. Next weekend, and then and then the following weekend is opening of Bow. Yeah. So have have you been practicing? I have been. A Are little. you shooting your your vertical bow? Or are you shooting a crossbow? Both. 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 I mean, I was very fortunate to get a new bow last year. Uh, compliments of uh, Mr. Mike Wren. In a in a, a new vertical bow. Uh. Yep. Yep. So, I uh, got a new Matthews. Mm-hmm. And I still have my Hoyt because I like that laser tech. That thing's deadly. Right. But the Matthews is even more deadly. And first time I used it last year, I shot a deer with it. So I, I love that bow. And this crossbow, the PSE. Uh, it's cheating. The Fang. I'm just kidding, folks. I have nothing against crossbows. 430 feet per second. It's crazy, isn't it? I killed a big doe up in, you know, up in Pennsylvania with it last year. If you aimed, you know, and I killed a really nice buck on our place at Fargo with a nice seven point last yeah. year. So, yeah. what's the kick like on that? There's none. There's none. It just wow. goes click. Yeah. You just learn to, it's like There's, pulling the trigger at a gun. It's a little bit tighter. You just learn hmm. to, as Brad Smith say, squeeze the t- trigger till it surprises you. Mm-hmm. You know, don't jerk mm-hmm. it, just squeeze it, keep yeah. squeezing and squeezing, and all of a sudden it's gone. And when it goes out of there, it's like, it's like a missile. Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, they're deadly accurate. It's violent. I mean, it's 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 crazy. These things. I I, I watched uh, Roger bought a, a Raven oh, from Strike Zone, and they're bad. I, I they're I've sat there and watched him at sixty yards put it, you know, two inch. You know, I mean, it's 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 he can't he can't aim at the same place at the target at sixty yards because he'll. Split he'll, the, te- he'll split there. Split the or, bolts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The so, groups are like quarter yeah, size. It's, it's ridiculous. It's it's uh, it's, it's incredible. Mine's but I'll sc- tell you this, they've almost out overtaken vertical bows. You know. Well, I, and I see it too. If you're compromised physically, if you got a shoulder problem, you get up in age and you can't pull a bow back. I well, mean, and and for kids, yeah. they got to be able to pull a certain poundage back before they're legal. Right, so they they can damn sure pull that bolt back, you know, and and and, and shoot a shoot a crossbow. The one thing about you know using a bow is that you want to make sure that you know you take care of business the first time. The idea is to you know harvest yeah. the animal and not just injure it. You sure. want to harvest it, and so you're right. Pound is very important. Yeah, L- little kids can't pull those pounds back. Right, uh, no, they, they even with eighty percent let off. But man, I mean, if you if you set a kid up. In a blind with you, this, that, and the other, and 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 have a crossbow set up, and, and they they need to practice with it because, like you said, it's it it's there's no kick, but there's still a lot of yeah banging and framing and everything else when that when that string goes off, you know. Oh yeah, it makes noise. <laughs> it makes a noise. It's a doink. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely a doink. You know. Oh, folks, as usual, the Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors: the Bearded Pig. Ring Power, Circle K, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Coastal Equipment, Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Atlantic Coast Marine, CH Marine Construction, Nimnik Family of Dealerships, Tower Outlet, Kirby Cove Builders, Whalen Bay, Shimano, Strike Zone, Angie Sub, Steenhatchee River Club, and Moe's Southwest Grill. Without them, Kirk and I wouldn't be here every Saturday, and I'm assuming Jeff's going to be back next Saturday. I guess. I don't know. It'll be the three of us. Yeah, his football schedule is kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, folks, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. Captain Kirk Waltz, I'm Captain Kevin Favor. See ya. See ya. I got some baby.